Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the home of stupid. That's right. You're now listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Nobody can block my sperm. Every time you do this voice now, I feel like Chuck Amato has just become ready to go. That's not what you're going for, because that's the Chuck Amato voice. No, this has morphed into Philip Rivers now. You can have Orlando Pace blocking my sperm. My sperm's still going to get through. He's the human diaphragm. But I'm going to poke right through there. Featuring Panama Ted, imported from Panama. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Rihanna Ray on traffic. Five minute delay. And a bunch of internet sounds that make no sense. To reach around the guy. <laughs> you gotta squat and be ready. <laughs> Balls on his chest. Scrap in and strap it on. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Friday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Oh, hello, man. Oh, we have an uncomfortably large program today. Degenerate T-Bone coming up at 448. It is Tool of the Week Friday, and you can send us your Twitter tools at manandbone971. We have lots of things to talk about today, Boner. Yeah. Lots. Yeah, we got a ton of things to get lots. into. You know one thing we're not going to talk much about, but I will tell you I'm excited for this weekend. What? Just before, because we're not going to talk about it. You're not a big... Uh, Racing fan in this way, but the uh, Rolex 24 is this weekend. Mike. How do you 20- know? Thanks for ruining my entire 4 o'clock hour. <laughs> I was going to do the whole hour on the Rolex 24. 24 straight hours of speed, baby, down at the Daytona mm-hmm. International Speedway. I cannot wait. Michael Shank Racing from Pataskala. Good luck to those guys running the Acura DPI, hoping they win the overall Get another watch for the wrist. Yes. Yeah, let's go. What you Rolex say. 24 time. Sounds I'm gonna, great. I'm going to watch the whole thing, Mike. 24 straight hours. Tomorrow, watch 4 p.m. watch the whole thing while wearing your collection of Invictas. <laughs> In protest. <laughs> well, I won't wear one until I win one, Mike. That's the way it works. I don't uh-huh. want to buy one. I'll go. If someone wants to let me drive with one of those teams, squeeze me into one of those cars, then yeah, maybe that'll be, I'd it. pay to see that. I'd watch that for 24 hours. <laughs> Them trying to get you in the car would be 24 hours long. I've been out to Mid-Ohio where they, they run the same cars that you'll see there at Mid-Ohio, and they have some you can get up close to and you can kind of like peek in. And Let me tell you right now. I don't know how anyone over 130 pounds fits into one of those cars. Like I, I have no idea because some of these guys are not—they're not my size, but they're not small. But they squeeze into these cars, and I'll have no idea how they do it because it is—it is claustrophobic in there. Even if you're normal, oh, absolutely, size. it's like watching the the F1 guys. First of all, m- the majority of those guys are tiny. They're tiny well, sure, guys. Yeah. Right. Where if you look at them. You know, there's a certain phenomenon that you and I will never experience. There are men out there where they their their thighs don't touch each other. Yeah, right. right. That's a nice thing. You can thing. actually see air in between their legs. Those are the guys getting in these cars, not you and me. No, it's 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 stunning to watch them though cuz they will, I mean, not just those guys driving, they also will change out the brake system on these cars, Mike. The whole brake system they will change out in 2 minutes. 
that's how quickly they how can do that? something like right like it's just as a car guy you know i love cars i love racing so this weekend big weekend in casa de bone for the 24 hours of daytona we're excited for it i also have another very important announcement to make and i've i've heard from you guys over the years that that our app sucks okay yes but you know our first app sucked mm-hmm. our second bad. crack at the app could be worse than the first app <laughs> it also sucked <laughs> so this is attempt number three uh it's up and available now for you in whatever app store that is on your phone and if you already have the app i'm sure you just hit download and the newest version will come to you it is a new fan app and i am told that it works well i i'm gonna check it out for myself during the show Actually, when we're supposed to be talking about things, I'm just going to be fooling around on my phone, testing it out for myself. But I'm telling you, everything I've heard is that the app works well, and it's compatible for Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. So if you have those two things, it goes right up to your screen on the phone, and you can listen to our nonsense all the time. Go to the App Store now and download it. Let's make that happen. Let's uh, get the app downloaded. And I think if you already had the old app, you should have the new one just pushed to your to your phone. But maybe you gave up on it before and said, screw this app, it sucks. I wouldn't blame well, you because I didn't. No, I would either. I work at the radio station and didn't have the app on my phone because it sucked. <laughs> right. So if you're someone who gave up on it previously, go check it out now and let us know what you think. Uh, you can always tweet us at Man and Bone once you get it. Uh, and, and yeah, we'd love to hear it. So that'd be And great. if there's a problem, it's not our fault. So, but I'm just, I'm just telling you, it's good now. That's what they've told me. Go check it out. By the way, Jack, Man and Bone 971. Don't what tweet did you at say? Man and Bone. I said at Man and Bone. I don't know what that goes to. Who knows? Let's not look it up. Let's just at Man and Bone 971. That's where you want to be. That's right. Hashtag DP. Sure. Whatever. Whatever is that man and bone. bone. There's, they're they're playing it at the Browns facility right now. <laughs> That's uh, right. Jackets beat the Panthers in a shootout last night. So for the last five for this team have gone to overtime. They get the victory. They get the two points last night. And I mean, look, man, we got to talk about that Texier goal in the shootout Ooh. because that was ridiculous. I've never seen anything like that before. That wasn't just a local highlight. That was all over the world. They were showing that thing. Oh, yeah. The, with the one-handed fire poker right there. That's, that's encouraging, right? You see one of the young players pulling out a move like that. I mean, you got to, you know, have a complete game in the NHL, obviously, and he is well on his way to doing so. But seeing that little display of skill in that moment was pretty great, too, especially since it went in. If it didn't go in, maybe we feel differently about it, but it worked out. And my whole MO with this team right now is just tread water. Getting the two points is encouraging. Got to get line A here. He's on his way. Well, line A's here now, right? He was supposed to get here at 230. If he's on schedule, he's here. All right, fair enough. Well, we welcome Patrick Line to Columbus. We don't have a song for you yet. He's listening because, to us right now. He's just well, downloaded the app. I, I can see why, him doing it. That's what, that's one of the new features in the app is we can actually see you when you download it. We mm-hmm. can, instantly opens your camera. We can see what's going on. But yeah, I mean, we made a song for the last guy and that didn't go so well. So I don't, we haven't made one for you yet, but. Give it a few weeks. If you start scoring goals, you might get a song. That's all I'm saying. They sent the uh, the private plane for Line A today, and he was supposed to land in Columbus at around 2.30. He will not be able to play, of course, this weekend in Chicago against the Blackhawks. He's got to go through the 48-hour protocol thing. What was the latest that we heard? Possibly Tuesday would be the day that we'd see yeah. Patrick Line A? 
early next week should be a, a time you would hope that you get to see him. So I'm excited about that. I'm ready to watch this guy come in and hopefully fix all the issues on offense and dominate all the competition that we're going to have. This will be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to having him come in. Jackets going back-to-back tonight. They have the Blackhawks in Chicago. 7.30 is when the coverage starts right here on The Fan. We have Baker Mayfield getting annoyed that some Browns fans would prefer Deshaun Watson. He was on social media today, and he retweeted a tweet from Dog Pound Daily. And the headline is, the Cleveland Browns need to think about Deshaun Watson. And his response was, some of y'all, quote, Browns fans are funny. So... Look, man, I I thought Baker Mayfield was very good last year. I have high hopes for what his ceiling is in the NFL. I liked his new way of doing business last year, which, you know, at first I thought, I hope it's not lip service, him coming out saying, I'm not paying attention to the noise. I don't care about the Colin Cowherds of the world. I'm going to go out there and do my job and focus on football. I would say take your own advice, man. There's Look, you got a lot of quarterbacks on the market right now. You got a lot of quarterbacks who have been in the league for a while, like a guy like Matt Stafford. You got a you got a guy like Deshaun Watson, in theory, who's on the market. We'll talk about that later. Who is one of the best young quarterbacks in this game? There's going to be a lot of chatter around a variety of different teams, and players are going to be affected by that. Why are you paying attention to this, Baker Mayfield? Why are you reading the dog pound or the dog pound daily tweets and getting your panties in a wad to the point where you pin it? on your Twitter page, too, because you want everybody to see that as soon as they come visit your profile. I don't I don't know what the point of that is. Yeah, and I, I'm saying this as someone who has notoriously uh, had my doubts about Baker Mayfield and someone who even a few months ago was like, are we sure we're going to pay this guy a lot of money? You know, is that really the best idea right now? And I had to eat those words because he played phenomenal throughout the second half of the season and... Uh, I was very encouraged by everything I saw from Baker Mayfield this year, and I think he is a great quarterback in the making and on his way to being you know, one of the best in the league if he keeps it up and keeps playing like this. Here is the reality, though. Whether you think Deshaun Watson is an upgrade over Baker Mayfield or whether you don't, I don't blame Browns fans for saying, I'm as loyal to Baker Mayfield as I am to any other player. If a better player comes along, I want to win... Super Bowls, okay? I don't blame people for doing that because my loyalty and a lot of fans' loyalty is to the Browns first, not to Baker Mayfield, not to Miles Garrett or anybody else. The only loyalty those guys have earned is by winning games and making plays on the field for the Browns. And so, yeah, I'm in the Browns business first, not the Baker Mayfield business. But all of that said, I don't see any logic in expending draft capital and whatever else you'd have to throw in to get Deshaun Watson, because I do think he's an excellent quarterback, and I also think Baker is a really good quarterback, maybe not quite to the level Deshaun Watson. But Baker has been here, and this team responds to him. That is this this is like fantasy football move when people start talking about maybe Deshaun Watson should come in. Yeah, on paper he might be a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. I don't know what the situation looks like between him and the rest of the team if he comes in and takes over. Baker's proven he's the leader of this team. People respond to him in that locker room. So I'm yeah, I'm riding with Baker for right now. I'm definitely not going out and shopping to bring someone else in. That's the difference, is that you're right. You you put Baker Mayfield next to Deshaun Watson, and they both cost the same amount of money. You say to yourself, well, okay, I, 
I guess maybe Deshaun Watson at this point in his career is a slightly better option than Baker Mayfield. But I was watching this show on the, the Travel Channel not too long ago. They were talking about the best pizza place in New York City, which is quite a statement, right? This place has won all these Internet awards, the best pizza place in New York City. They say it's a three-hour wait to get in there. Oh, well, I'm oh, sorry no. then. I, I go to number two on the list if I can eat right now because if I have to wait three hours to eat my food, that's not the best pizza place in New York City. The second best option where I don't have to wait is the best. You don't, you're not just getting Deshaun Watson. You have to pay for Deshaun Watson. You've got to take capital in the form of draft picks and money and invest it in Deshaun Watson and upset the apple cart of this Browns team right now. To me, that's not worth it. For some teams, it will be. Right? Yeah, if you're right. a team like the Chicago Bears, just sort of treading water at 500, and you're thinking to yourself, man, I got to tell you, a really good quarterback would put us over the edge, then you're willing to pay that price. The Browns are not there. No, they're not. And I, I don't I don't think that's the idea. I mean, the the reality is everything that's being done at this point should be done with the, the notion of trying to get the Browns to the Super Bowl and to win it. That's that's where you are right now as a as a franchise. You've made the playoffs, you have won a game. Now it needs to be consistency of getting to the playoffs and building to the point where you could theoretically go win a championship. So the everything has to be about that. And for me, Going out and expending some of the picks you would have to give up picks, picks to go get him, and then you still have to sign him anyway to a big deal, or not sign him, he's already signed, you have to pay him that money, right? Well, Baker's going to get a big deal too. The money part of that is going to be there either way, but with Baker, you don't have to expend that draft capital. And like I said, we already know what Baker can do with the Browns. We already know what he is like in that locker room. And those are the things to me. I think that championship franchises value. Not that I think I do not buy that Deshaun Watson's a bad teammate. I don't fault him at all for what's going on in Houston. Good for him. that he wants out of that situation. I don't blame him at all. I'm just saying you, you could go with just about any quarterback out there at this point, And I would say, yeah, but I know what we've got in Baker and I know what this team is doing with him. I don't know that I want to see trying to fit someone else in right now because I just, I don't know what the chemistry is like. I don't know what that does to the yeah. camaraderie. And those are the intangibles you cannot measure when it comes to a championship level team, which is what the Browns want to be. Baker, don't read fan sites, bro. You will not. It won't well, that's, be any yeah. good. Let's that's just a whole say other that. thing. Don't, and, and by the way, uh, this same thing goes for Baker Mayfield. For people who are like, well, I am with him. He's better than Deshaun Watson. All right. What if Aaron Rodgers was available? Like, and he might be, but I'm saying, what if like Aaron Rodgers could come to you for absolutely free and you could pay him $2 million and you'd be thrilled to play in Cleveland? You still going to be loyal to Baker? You know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, yes, the price would be too much where you would say, well, that guy's maybe the best quarterback in the league. I, I got to think about it. What if Pat Mahomes was available, right? At some point, you would not be loyal to Baker Mayfield. Maybe Deshaun Watson's not the guy to do it, but the point is most fans are loyal to the Browns first, not Baker Mayfield or anybody else. More quarterback drama with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Details coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find the ramp from I-70 westbound to US-33 that is closed due to a disabled vehicle. This area will remain closed until further notice. Please avoid if you can and plan on some heavy backups over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. 
getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. It's Tool of the Week Friday. You can send in your Twitter tools at manandbone971. Ben Roethlisberger says he will do everything he can to try and work with the Steelers on his massive $41.2 million salary cap hit for next year. Well, the then. Steelers said to him, uh, hey, man, we can't have you back under these circumstances. And so he said, I want to do everything I can to make it very clear to them from the very beginning that it was my idea to basically help the team however I can this year. He says he's pretty sure he wants to go one more year, but he's not for sure, for sure. But (laughs) did say that if he does want to go again next year, he doesn't care about his pay at all. So that's that's one (laughs) dollar. Yeah, right. I mean, well, if you want, I mean, the the best thing you could do, honestly, for the Steelers, if you really care about this, is just retire. I don't mean that as a bitter Browns fan who wants to see one of the quarterbacks who's kicked my team's there's a little ass. Bit, there's a little bit of bitter Browns fan in there. Right, just a little but, bit. But, but my point is, like, if you really want to make this number go away, then you retire and it's all off the books, right? So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Unless you're going to rip the entire deal up and just say, give me a one-year $5 million, $10 million deal, unless he's willing to do that, then that whole idea of, like, I'm willing to do anything to, to make sure that I can still do the best for the team – well, no, you're not. You're willing to do a certain amount that, like anybody would, right? I'm not saying he should give up all that money. He's earned it. If he wants to get paid, they'll they'll find some agreeable way to do it. I don't think that even the Steelers, as much as they have this high level of excellence they want to achieve, I don't I don't see them kicking their you know Super Bowl winning quarterback out the door and saying sorry you you want too much money. They'll pay him whatever he wants if he's going to do it. As long as he makes some good faith effort, but stop with this notion that you're doing everything. They, they, you're right, Mike. They would say like, "Fine, play for the veterans minimum," and he would say no. Well, he said he didn't care about his salary at all. Didn't, Doesn't matter. Didn't say, then I'd send him a. I immediately go, "All right, veterans minimum." Then, and then if he says, "Well, no, hang on," now I say, "Oh, I thought you were committed." Sorry, man. I guess we uh, just don't see the same definition of words. Apparently, if you're saying, well, and you let's let's want to do everything you can. Too. And I know you you feel the same way. I don't feel sorry for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nope. They're the ones that signed him to this contract. They knew what a burden this contract was going to be if it ever kicked in, and yet they did it anyway. The onus, you're right, is on Ben Roethlisberger, if he wants to continue playing with the Steelers, to say... Yes, I will do what I can to reduce this number for you. But if he just decided to say that that's my contract, pay me my contract or release me, do whatever the hell you want to do, which they well, they won't do. They can't do. Yeah. Right. I mean, that that's also on Ben Roethlisberger to do that, too. He seems willing to play ball, even if he's not willing to commit to play for next year. Yeah. My point is that I, I can't see the Steelers as much as they want to win. I cannot see them saying, oh, our star quarterback, who we agreed to pay all this money because of what he had done in the past, now we realize that might have been a mistake, so we are going to, we're, we're going to cut him and then still have a bunch of this money on the books? Like, there's no way that's happening. The only way they get out of this with any level of, of success, as far as off the field with the monetary side, is that Big Ben says, I will take way less than I need to because it's not in my contract that I have to do this, but I will do it just because I understand, you know, the way the season ended, I didn't exactly look great. 
I have my concerns, and I would if I were a Steelers fan, that he's going to be able to last a whole year. And even if he is upright and healthy and playing, that is different than being effective in the playoffs and effective in December, which he clearly was not. So I think that has to factor into the decision-making too, and I'm quite sure that's where Big Ben's coming from here is understanding how bad that all went. But also, I mean, the Steelers can help this situation too by, you know, getting them a running game. Fixing the offensive line, which is getting old and retiree and expensive. So you're going to have to fix those issues and get a running game. But other than that, yeah, sure, the Steelers' offense, just fine. Well, you're at the point where, and it's so weird to think about this team winning 13 games, right? Oh, I know. It it doesn't defy. You have to remember how weak this schedule was. I mean, everybody in that division benefited from it, including my team. I doubted the Steelers all season long, and I heard from the Steelers fans, but... You know, quite frankly, this is about what I expected from the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just, I wonder if you're a Steeler fan, and I can't put myself there because I'm not. Do you do you want to give this one more shot with Ben Roethlisberger, or do you think it would be better if he were to retire? Is Mason Rudolph your guy for a year? Well, I guess he kind of has to be for a year, your guy. But I, are you under the, the impression that Mason Ru- Rudolph is your long-term solution at the quarterback position? Because I'm not. I know the team has thrown out some lip service that he think, they think he can be the guy of the future. I don't think he can. I think that's Pittsburgh Steelers team, because of the situation at the quarterback, you mentioned the offensive line, you mentioned the lack of a running game, you've got some guys on defense who are going to be looking for money, and they're not going to have a ton of it because they're ass up against the cap. How close is this team to a full-on tear-it-down rebuild? I think pretty damn close. I, I think they're close, too. And so that's where I don't understand. Like When Ben Roethlisberger says, I want to come back and I'll do everything I can to fix this situation, well, the thing you could do is rip the contract up and take as little as possible because they're going to need, you're and right, every, do every that, dollar. In fairness to him. Yeah, but I, I will be shocked if he says, I'll take the veterans minimum or I'll take anything under $10 million hey man, a year. He's going to take a phone call today mm-hmm. from his buddy, Triple H. And <laughs> Triple H is going to give him the advice, the old wrestler's advice. Got to do what's best for business. Do what's best and for business. And if Ben Roethlisberger yeah. feels like tearing up that contract is the best thing for business, well, then by God, you got to do those favors. Yeah, I guess. Then but he's going to wrestle Triple H. That would be, what, a combined age of 100 there in the ring? That'd be really good. Can't wait to watch that. Rest Ben's that not match. even 40, man. He's younger I, than you. I said combined because I think Triple H is getting close to 60, so I don't know how old he is, but, yeah, he's, he's getting up there. They All may I know combine is- themselves and not equal one sting, though. Right, Teddy? <laughs> Sting's getting old. Yeah, he's in man, his 60s, guy. I think, right? So, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, that's fine. 60s, come on. He's all he's all good. He can get out there. Stay? Make it happen. Well, he's got those supernatural powers. I know. Yeah. That's well. How do you think he ended up in the rafters all those times? Well, exactly. Just he just floated there. up there. Absolutely right. He's the crow. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good to rip someone else's gimmick off. That's always fun. That's a <laughs> look at welcome you. To, welcome to wrestling. Look at you. <laughs> uh, today is a big day for the Super Bowl. I'll tell you why. Coming up next, Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. You'll find the ramp from I-70 westbound to southbound James Road. That's US-33. It is closed due to a disabled vehicle. This ramp will remain closed until further notice as they try to get this cleaned up. You might want to avoid this area if possible and plan on some heavy backups over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Friday. It is Tool of the Week Friday. You can send in your Twitter tools at Man and Bone 971. The Super Bowl is coming up a week from Sunday. Did you know that, Bone? A week from a Sunday. A week from Sunday. No, I was not aware. But I'm but glad today, you told me. Now I know. Yes, today is a big day for the Super Bowl. Let me tell you why. Because today is the day where anybody, if anybody tests positive for the virus from this point going forward, they cannot make it back for the game. They are ruled out for the game. I heard Paul Keels in the Sports Center update say that they're starting twice a day testing for the players today. Um, one in the nose, I'm sure maybe one in the anus with the new Chinese swab. Right? Actually, conveniently enough, it's also the same day the NFL has swept has uh, switched over to the elbow swab, which is the least effective of all the swabs. But that's the one they're doing for the Super Bowl week, Mike. Just to you know, hey, if you if you test positive on the elbow, then you can't play. But otherwise, you're good to go. Are you saying they're up to something? What is that? What you're saying? What I'm telling you, they're giving what? the anus swabs this week. What? All right. Hopefully, maybe they are. Nose before anus, but who knows? And they probably don't use the same swab. <laughs> Let's hope not. that wouldn't be effective. Let's hope not. <laughs> I would hope that's not the case. Just, just please think before you swab. That's what I would want in the locker room. Put a little PSA up for everybody. Interesting article today about how NFL officials called fewer penalties this season. This was on uh, CBS Sports, and we, we talked about this throughout the year that the the number of penalties were down. But they say the 2020 regular season saw 11.24 penalties per game, which was the second lowest total since the year 2000. Only the 2008 season, with 11.23 penalties per game, was lower. From 2000 to 2019, they averaged 12.8 penalties per game. That signifies a drop of about 1.5 penalties per game in 2020 compared to the previous two decades. But it says what really stands out is the drop from the previous five years. From 2015 to 2019, there were 13.5 penalties per game. That means this past season, there were 2.25 fewer penalties per game called in 2020 compared to the most recent five years. This was clearly an edict by the league before the season started to keep the flags in the pockets unless the foul was egregious. And this is something that has bothered you and me and pretty much every single football fan for a long time now is it became a joke. It's like, oh, big stop on third down. We'll wait 10 seconds. Maybe a late flag will fly in. It was disrupting the flow of the game. It was annoying for the consumer and the fan. The NFL, 10 years too late, I guess figured this out. Hey, maybe we should keep the flag in our pocket unless the foul is ridiculous and let play go on. It turns out that generated more points. I don't know if people enjoyed the more points. I assume they did. But you have to think that calling fewer penalties, especially offensive holding penalties, had something to do with it. 
Yeah, I, that's one that I, in particular, feel like definitely got left behind this year because it feels like about every game you watched, there were three to four holding penalties. You could have said, "Well, hold, hold on, that's there's no way that guy's look at his shirt; it's getting stretched completely out. Like, there's no way he's not getting held." And it just would go uncalled. And at first, you think, "Well, maybe they're missing it." And then the reality is, no. This is this is something that in years past would have been called and wasn't. So. Is Does that make it a better product, Mike? I, I don't really know the answer on that because I tend to think that more offense is good in a football game. I know you feel more that you like the – you appreciate a defensive struggle better than I do. No, okay? look, man, there are high-scoring games that I think are slop fests, and there are low-scoring defensive struggle games that I think are slop fests. I think that – a lot depends on the flow. You can give me a, a game where you got a 100 point, point point total between the two teams, and I'll enjoy it. You can give me a game where it's 13 to 10, and I'll enjoy it. It's about the flow, and I think that the flags bothered me the most, whether it was a low-scoring game or a high-scoring game. I found myself enjoying the football more often than not this year. I found it incredibly enjoying to watch, even though there were more points scored. So that's not necessarily true. I do appreciate defense, but I also enjoyed watching the game more All this right. year because they were keeping the flags in their pockets. Yeah, and and I'm, I'm mostly okay with that as long as it stays consistent and as long as the rules don't change over time. But I can also right. well, see how... the NFL how- never does that especially (laughs) right before the super bowl (laughs) right that that's never happened but all i know is this if i'm a defensive player in the nfl it's like all right i can't hit anyone pretty much anywhere there's there's you hit a quarterback too low you get a flag you hit him too high you get a flag you land on the quarterback you get a flag oh and now the offensive lineman can hold me kind of with with abandon and it's not going to get called unless they grab me by the throat and choke slam me that that has got to be entirely frustrating if you're a lineman, defensive lineman in the NFL, because it does seem like a lot of the rules are getting written to thwart you, but not to help anything else. Oh, well, there's no question about that. I mean, you can look at every single rule that's been put in place or enforced in the last 15 years. It's It all benefits the offense. I've said for a long time, I think these guys should be allowed to jab each other for the first five yards and not have to worry about that you know defensive backs are out on an island by themselves because the a a little tiny piece of contact is going to draw the flag don't get me wrong there are still some things i think this league needs to clean up you know the, the roughing the passer penalties too they're frustrating as hell because you know they can determine oh your your body weight went a certain way well i this isn't the matrix Right? I mean, I, I'm in the air. He moved. I, I don't know how to adjust that. I just went to hit the target, and that's where he happened to be. And yeah. I can see how that would be completely and totally frustrating. And to your point, they're letting these holding calls go, too. I'm not saying the answer is more flags, because I don't want to see that. But I'm sure the defensive people would say, maybe once in a while, maybe once in a while, you make a rule that benefits us. Well, I'll tell you one they could they could stop calling as much. I mean, I, I, I feel like this one gets called just, just a little more than it should. And this would even things up for the defensive line. Take away calling illegal hands to the face on the defense. Or at least do what you did with offensive holding to illegal hands to the face for a defensive player. Because as they're coming in and they're getting held a little bit, one of their defenses is to jam a hand up there and try to like throw off the offensive lineman. So if you're really going to let this be a brawl down there, I'm fine with that. Let's go. Let's have that. 
But then what kills me is you see a guy getting held three or four times straight and they don't call it. And then one time his hand comes up out of frustration, it hits the guy's face mask and suddenly right. there's instantly a flag. Like maybe you back that one off next year. That would still result in fewer flags and it would result in probably an even better product. It's just a little more even for the defensive lineman. You have a story that I want to talk about coming up next. It's about Auburn football. All right. Yeah. I've read two stories today that made me chuckle. The first one was about Texas and how much money they have in reserve and how it was no big deal to pay off Tom Herman. And I laughed, right, because all we've heard is the hardship of the athletic department in 2020. And I'm sure there are some big-time Power 5 schools that are dealing with some stuff. But at some places, it's like 2020 never existed. Texas is one of those places. Auburn is another one of those places. When you hear about their new football facility and what exactly is inside, there is no way even the hardest of core football fans will not roll their eyes. We'll talk about that next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. And more delays on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. It's going to be about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Wall Street agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Like a sports drink, but for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. You know, T-Bone, if there's one thing I respect, yeah. it's a good prop. Mm. Betting, I sexual. I too. Yeah. Lots of props. Mm. Well, Mike, you know what we could do? What? We could make the big game more interesting. You can head to 971thefan.com and check out the Lion's Den Super Props Contest. You enter 15 props for the big game, including things like predicting the coin toss. You could be in the running. You will be in the running for a trip to Las Vegas. And best of all, it's free to play. If you head to 971thefan.com right now, sponsored by the Lion's Den, which is celebrating 50 years, Mike. 50 years of props. Of providing you with pleasure, passion, and romance. And props. I mean, they haven't provided it to me for 50 years. I haven't been alive, but well, certainly our parents. It. Well, who knows, right? They could have been involved in anything that happened to eventually mm-hmm. get us here. So Absolutely. you may you may owe your existence to the lion's den. Think mm-hmm. of that. And if you're not going to play this props contest, what would your mom and dad think of that? Obviously, they'd be ashamed of you for not doing it. So that's why you need to go to 971thefan.com right now. In honor of your parents... Getting it on. That's mm-hmm. right. There you go. <laughs> Maybe your mom will get this canceled too. Who the hell knows? Oh, Auburn. Auburn. So they've built a new athletic, or not athletic, a football facility down in Hillbilly Land. Mm-hmm. The total cost for this. $91 million. And now T-Bone will tell us some of the magical things that you will find in the new Auburn football facility. Yeah. Uh, the Tigers, uh, the, this, this, this place is called, and this name, Mike, is really, I hope you'll sit down for it. It's pretty groundbreaking what they're calling this thing. They are calling it the Football Performance Center, mm-hmm. uh, but it is expected to be completed by July 2022. The materials related to this were presented to the Board of Trustees meeting for Auburn. 
But here's what's in it. It's uh, The facility itself is going to cover 12.5 acres of land. It will be 233,000 square feet. Uh, all of this will have natural turf practice fields outside, two of them, a brand-new indoor practice field. There will also be a new weight room, a locker room for the players, a player's lounge, a barber shop, two barber recording shop. two recording studios, and a flight so they simulator. Can mix, they can mix their albums? What is that for? <laughs> well, I actually think that might have some utility because... You know, you do all these things where the coaches or some of the players might be on SportsCenter, they might be on the SEC Network right, or something. Fine. So that's maybe that's logical. just set up so it's easier to interview players for things like that. But, so they're not like inviting Rick Rubin in to, to mix their new album. Well, there's two studios. So one could be like that studio. The other one could be the TV studio, radio studio. But here's the other one is that they have a flight simulator, Mike. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. Is that a... Is that I, they must have done some research that says some recruits would like to sit in a flight simulator, and this could be the difference between you going there or Alabama. I, I, I mean, know, I doubt it. Surprises but. me, man. I, I'm told that you know alternate jerseys sway recruits' decisions. If something that simple does, I guess a flight simulator would. I just, hey, man, Nick Saban's calling. He wants me really to come there. I don't know, man. Auburn's got that flight simulator, and I can cut my new rap album. And I can get my hair cut. They yeah. win. I'm going to I Auburn. Wanna, and to be clear, like by all means, make this as nice as you want to for the players. I think that's great. Give them all of these things. But here's my question for the people who will see no problem with this, but then say, oh, but we can't pay the players. Why is it okay for them to basically be given an Auburn gift card or a ticket to Auburn Amusement Park, but you can't just give them the cash value of that? You know what I mean? Why can't, if there's so much money in college sports that you can do this stuff, why not just pay the players? And then if, yes, if some of them would like to put their money together and buy a flight simulator, I guess they could. But if they decided, no, I'd rather have that for like, personal savings or when i get out of school maybe to start a business i'd like to have some of that money so no, i could use that now I'm we sure have a huge problem with it has a very practical purpose we're probably missing it i yeah i well, don't like think what hap- what happens bone cuz you know the sec they're known for their long road trips right what happens if they're on a plane and all mm. of a sudden you know both pilots on the plane have medical emergencies well now all of a sudden you have an entire team that's right. been doing work in a flight simulator. They can land that plane. Yeah. Practical. <laughs> yeah. All those flights that they take, that, as you point out, those long road trips where they are in the air for a total of 17 minutes from, you know, one southeastern city to another. <laughs> right. It's, it's like, well, guys, if you look outside of the plane, you'll see the airport we just took off from. And now we're landing. All right. This has been a great flight. Hope you enjoy. You never got 10 feet off the ground. <laughs> We're here. We're here in Baton Rouge. This is actually just all a really right. fast bus. That's all this was. The bus just hit a hill. That's that was your team. Well, don't flight. they don't they bus to most of their games because they're so I would damn think, close? I would think so. Yes. The the this just in the flight simulator has no real purpose to it, and I don't I don't understand why we are like okay with like people who think you should be able to give these players a gift card to the school but if the if the players are just like hey next time could i just have a cash value of that they go oh no 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 you don't want to that could ruin your life if you have all that money you don't know what you'll do with it huh why 
Like, give them whatever that's worth, right? Whatever it is worth just for four years, live in the place that they live and all that other stuff. Give them the cash equivalent of that and then say, now, yeah, go. you'll have to go find a place to live and all that. But sure, you but you don't have to have – how many hundreds of thousands of dollars per player would that be, Mike? It would be a lot. No, and they would be see, able to. they would be able to enjoy the success that they're actually doing on the field. It. That's what the coaches will tell you, right? When they – during the time they want to be guidance counselors, they will tell you their job is to make these guys into men, to grow these guys into men who can make the right decisions and be valuable members of society. But when it comes to like having these guys make their own decisions, no, we can't have that. We have to make all the decisions for them. When it's time to wash yourself, when it's time to get a haircut now in the facility, right? I mean, every decision has to be made for them. We can't let them live just anywhere. They got to live right here. What's that place in Kentucky? Is it just for the basketball team or is a football team involved too? Where they have a special (laughs) dorm just for athletes and they have a private chef in there. They've got a game room in there. It's like Club Med in there. This is how they get away with it because it's not just for athletes. But conveniently enough, all the basketball team gets to be in that facility. And then there's like a handful of other students that are also admitted so they can say, no, this is just student housing. But this one facility is the nicest student housing you may see anywhere on the planet. So a couple hot girls and some rando people win the lottery and they get to spend some time in that dorm. Right. right, but the rest, it, it's got a private basketball facility in the center of it, Mike. Yes, it has it has chefs making food. It's 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 ridiculous. And all I'm saying, like, good, make make college basketball and college football, make them this elaborate thing. That that's all fine and dandy. But I'll tell you, you just said like treat them like men. Let me ask you this: treating treating people like adults. If I'm treating you like an adult, I'm going to pay you a paycheck. We're going to educate you about taxes. You know, you might have an option to enroll in a 401k if you want no, to. No, you can't give them money. But if I'm treating you like a kid, I'm taking you to Dave and Buster's and hoping you won't know just the difference. That, you know what I mean? That's what and this is. That's what they're this doing. Is, is they're like, big hey, we got, a, we got a Dave and Buster's here. Isn't that cool? And it's like, yeah, but where's the check, man? Oh, no, Dave and Buster's. This is fun. You'll, Here's you'll some enjoy tokens. it. Now line up. How many tickets do you have? Maybe you can get a big eraser. Yeah, and, and if the guy who was taking you to Dave and Buster's in this little analogy had a whistle, a clipboard, and an $80,000 paycheck, I might be willing to hear you out. But you're paying that guy $8 million a year. So, yeah, you can afford to also pay the players who are being coached by that guy. That's what I heard. Does high school talent matter in the Super Bowl? Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find a disabled vehicle still closing down the ramp from I-70 westbound to southbound James Road. It will be closed until further notice as they try to get this cleared up. Please be cautious over here and plan on some heavy backups in this area in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Simpletons, nincompoops, ignoramuses. Just a few of the many different words that you can use to describe the hosts of this show. Also, fat. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Hey, uh, tomorrow it is Common Man and T-Bone weekend from 10 to noon. I just, uh, I just want to give you a little warning uh-huh. For Common Man and T Bone Weekend, I know some of you maybe you know get together with with Gammy, 
And you listen to the show every single week, and she loves our hot sports takes. Well, tomorrow during the show, Teddy has decided to include uh, us talking about anal swabbing and pooping in a box. So maybe skip it with Grandma. But if you're lowbrow like us, well, that's going to be included. Now, why do we assume that Grandma doesn't also have a good sense of humor? That's true enough. I've met some dirty old ladies before. Yeah, very possible that Grandma laughs at that as much as you do, or more so than you do. And if so, your Grandma sounds really cool, and you should probably visit her. That's what I would say. Maybe your Grandma's like the fabulous moolah, and you're putting her through a table or something. I don't don't know. know. I I would hope that's not something you're just going to discover and try out, where it's like, hey, Grandma, I saw this on YouTube. Let's give it a shot. What do you think? Huh? You want to do it? No? Well, too late. We already got the table, so here we go. I used to uh, I used to put my sister in wrestling moves. She enjoyed those. Mm. I used uh, to put the uh, the figure four leg lock on, which mm-hmm. if a, if you actually put pressure on, hurts quite a bit. The well, yeah. figure four leg lock. <laughs> that's, that's the sharpshooter. Not so much. The sharpshooter looks like it hurts, but it doesn't. That's the thing with some wrestling moves. Not all is that. Some of them were developed at a time where the idea was to, you know, that it would inflict some level of pain. And then eventually it became a thing where they're like, Hey, what if we just don't squeeze that hard? But I'll, I'll pretend and you pretend like you're struggling. And then that's how they developed like what became pro wrestling. But at some point, yeah, some of those moves did actually hurt or could if you applied them correctly, but they can also hurt if you apply them incorrectly. So that's why it's not recommended to do that. You know, uh, signing day is coming up soon. We always get hung up on, you know, star ratings for recruits. And, you know, we look at what Ryan Day's doing, bringing in five-star guys. And that stuff matters. Don't get me wrong. Getting talent in the door matters. How you're rated in high school matters. It's not the only thing that matters. We've seen plenty of guys, three-star guys, unranked guys come in and have fantastic careers. You and I were looking at something before the show what website did this, by the way? I forgot what website. It was CBS Sports had it. Right. Ben, they ben put this Kirchival together. Offense and defensive starters for both Tampa Bay and Kansas City and where those guys ranked star rating-wise coming out of high school. And the list surprised me. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a pretty interesting thing to look at as well because there are a few caveats to this because there are, there are some players like, you know, uh, You've you've got guys that were higher up on the list that just didn't end up getting ranked because of some of the things that they did in in high school. Like as far as Tyreek Hill was, you know, a track star coming out of high school, he was not ranked. Um, but there were also guys like Tom Brady who is so old that there wasn't really a ranking system as far as like what we know now with three star, four star, five star coming out of high school. He wasn't involved in well, that. It was, That's it was how different. Long that you was. used to have to call Bill Curlick on the nine hundred number. <laughs> Yeah, to get right. information on guys like Tom Brady. It's exactly right. So here, here's what we have. But a lot of these guys, especially on the Chiefs, like you pointed out, there are guys who did not make it into this or who made it into this list who were not that highly touted coming out of high school. The other players that I was going to mention briefly are like the five-star recruits like Leonard Fournette, who was the number one prospect in the country. So there, there were guys like that. But, you know, some of those guys are going to be backups as well, technically, right? right? right. Leonard Fournette's technically a backup, uh, you know, with the Bucks, But that doesn't mean... So they, they do have number one guys there, too. But here you go. With the Chiefs offense, Pat Mahomes was a three-star guy, ranked number 398 overall, the number 22 pro-style quarterback coming out of high school. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 
Number 378 overall, the three-star guy as well. Number five, all-purpose back. So that looks a little bit better, but you know, still not exactly like the best guy out there. Tyreek Hill, like I said, was not ranked at all. Uh, then you have Travis Kelsey, who was number 1,583 and a two-star guy, uh, the number 85 tight end coming out of high school. The exception here would be Sammy Watkins. He was a five-star guy, number 20 overall, the fourth best wide receiver in the class. Who? So, uh, who? who? Sammy Watkins. Sammy Heidi Watney. <laughs> Sammy Watkins and Heidi Watney. I don't know why I don't we like to say their have... names that way, but it's, it's something that's a thing. It started with Heidi Watney, and then Sammy Watkins kind of has a little bit of that same sound to it. Heidi Watney. <laughs> What do you think Heidi's doing right now? I have. I don't want to know. Somebody I, on the Red Sox. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Uh, you look at their offensive line for the Chiefs, by the way. Almost every guy was rated in the thousands as far as coming out of high school. Yeah, it's a bunch Only, of two-star guys with one three-star guy thrown in there. Yeah, really. It's it's not an, an impressive group at all at, from that standpoint. And you have all these guys that are starting in the Super Bowl. So defensively, it's the same story. A lot of three-star guys. You've got a couple guys who are unranked. You do have a five-star guy in Chris Jones, who was the number 18 player in his class, number two strong side defensive end. So you you see that. But for the most part, it was, again, two- and three-star guys. I, someone that I was curious about, though, was like Teron Matthew. He was a four-star guy, and I remember him being a pretty decent recruit coming out, going to LSU, number 218 overall, number 55 corner. But at least that's, you know, that's a four star guy, at least, right? But I, I, I think that may speak a little bit to something strategically for the Chiefs. Maybe it's all just a stroke of luck. But do you think maybe when they were looking at guys that they would, you know, take in the draft, maybe some of that was, well, we know this guy is a good college player, but has he always been good or did he ever have to fight for anything? You know, I wonder if they did some of that background research. And if there were two guys where one guy was like just a perennial five star, and and was a good pick that they would take in like the third round, let's say, right? And another guy was like a perennial two star that just came in and worked his ass off in college and improved himself enough to get drafted. Maybe they would opt for the guy who worked to well, get there as opposed to the guy who just started out kind of always good and was good the whole way through college. And if you're saying NFL people wouldn't care about such things, I was just reading an article about Matt Rule, who was the Carolina Panthers head coach. He was telling a story about how he shared an elevator with a top prospect at last year's draft. Oh, right. Yeah. I saw it was, it was not the draft. It was the combine, right? Where he right. shared an elevator with this guy. And he said, you know, he was on our board and he didn't give the player's name. It was on our board and we had thought about drafting him. But I knew at the end of that elevator ride, he's not going to fit with us. This is not our guy. So if you don't think they look at stuff like that, you're out of your mind. I bet you they do. I bet you they do. They look at things like, did this guy have to fight? to get somewhere or was he just the most physically gifted guy at every level he was ever at and that's why he's successful i know that nfl guys look at stuff well, like that and you can't blame him necessarily for taking that stuff into consideration now the matt rule elevator story i do always wonder with stories like that where it's like oh i met this guy one time and decided right then and there nope not my guy it's like well what if what if that guy's previous interaction with a coach prior to getting in that elevator was he just spent ten minutes in a room with Adam Gase? You know, like maybe. And then he was I want to know like, how bad that elevator ride was. Maybe, well, he, maybe he showed you his pee well, or something. Well, no, like, but I'm well, saying maybe Matt Rule was like, "You excited to be here?" And he's just like, "Yeah, yeah, it's great." 
I got to get away from Adam Gase. And he's like, what? And he's like, nothing. I don't want to. I just can't talk about it. He's His crazy eye, eyes. He never blinked. <laughs> Matt Rule's I talked like, to him this... for 45 minutes. He never blinked. <laughs> Matt Rule's like, that guy seemed terrified. And he just kept muttering Adam Gase over and over. Right? Not our guy. And it's like, well, that's not his fault. That's that he. You put him in a room with a weird coach. That's his problem. So I don't know. Matt Maybe Nagy that... kept asking me if I could be a Civil War general, which one would I be? <laughs> I don't know. And he gave me 17 leadership books to read. Yeah. Also, no one will tell that story about like Tom Brady, even though they all, all those guys who were drafting back in that time definitely had that thought about Tom Brady, where they looked at his tape and they're like, nope, nothing here. Don't believe in him. Uh uh-uh. uh. They tell you all what, passed on him. If I was on, on an elevator times. with Tom Brady and I saw him mouth kiss one of his kids, I wouldn't draft him. <laughs> no, of course you wouldn't. <laughs> the dude slipped his eight year old the tongue. I'm not drafting this guy. <laughs> no way. He doesn't eat tomatoes? Forget about it. Yeah, you you get on an elevator ride with him, and he's like, I'm sorry, what is that that you're eating? Ice cream? Not made out of avocados? Mm, nope, sorry. Can't do that. That's not what we put in our body. All right, speaking of Tom Brady, of course, like I said, he was unranked, all that. Uh, you go down the list for the uh, Bucks. They have slightly better success. A couple four-star guys like Ronald Jones, and Gronk was a four-star guy. Chris Godwin was a four-star guy. So they they had some dudes who were actually pretty well-ranked. But then they have uh, Cameron Brait, not ranked, totally unranked guy. Their left guard, Ali Marpet, not ranked at all. Most of their guys actually on their offensive line. I was going to say, you know guys. what I gained from this is that they don't know how to rank tight ends and, and offensive linemen in high school. <laughs> no, they do they not. They don't. They don't know how to rank them. Yeah, they're, obviously they missed it. But also, too, maybe those guys just weren't anywhere worthy of being ranked at the time, and then they all figured it out. Like Again, I could see in a position like offensive or defensive line or tight end where you might value someone who has to like hit someone every single play no matter what. You might value guys who had to fight their way through all the way up from not being ranked to getting drafted. So maybe those are things that were looked at in the pro- player profiles. So... Yeah, it's it's really interesting to take that away and see. They have some studs, clearly. They've got William Golston, who is a five-star guy on defense, uh, number 18 overall prospect, number four defensive end. So, you know, Dominican Sue was pretty good last I checked, in college, out of college, out of high school, whole deal. He was great. But, yeah, it's it's still a lot of three-star guys on this defense, too, and a couple guys who weren't even ranked. Uh, the Blue Jackets have just tweeted out a, a video of Patrick Line getting off the plane in Columbus. Oh, so right. if you'd like to wet your whistle with that, he's here for you. Did we have a marching band serenading him in like uh, they did for Jimbo Fisher at Texas a video. I just I don't want to make fun of it. Now if, he's if, got his mask on. He's walking out. Just a sl- It's a slow-mo. Slow-mo mm-hmm. walk down the steps. Okay. He gives a little peace sign. There you go. All right, and then sets fine. foot in Columbus. Great. He's here, though. So 48 hours till line A time. Let's do mm-hmm. it. Countdown clock begins now. Will the NFL have a new television home? Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You're going to find some slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East Split. Plan on some backups in that area. And more delays on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Plan on some backups there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Discover. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. It's like they're cramming a full year's worth of cash back into one of those cash-shaped birthday cards. Cash back match only by Discover card. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Discover something brighter. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Man is angry. Bo 
Stone is fat. They are both also those other things. This is Man and Bone. Howdy, Watney. Let me tell you why I say it that way. Why do you say because? Well, you know, for me, it's a syllable thing, right? Is if Mm -hmm. you have a similar sounding name with the same syllables, I can't get it out of my mind. So when I hear Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins, and Hattie Watney, I think of Randy Watson from Coming to America and his band (laughs) Sexual Chocolate. (laughs) That's what I think of. That connection, Randy Watson, (laughs) Hattie Watney. Yes, oh, great. And now that's all coming back, Mike. You get to watch the, the new one oh, coming out on Amazon yes, Prime. I'm in a so few excited about that. Yeah, as we all are. Who mm-hmm. isn't? Mm-hmm. It's great. I'm sure some pe- you know, the funny part is because people know that I'm such a big Eddie Murphy fan. They'll send me these messages like, are you excited about coming to America too? And I just, I get to the point where it's like, yeah, man, I'm excited, even though I'm not. Well, sure, right. Because it's easier just vibe. to say that. I don't want to ruin it, even though I'm ruining it now for everybody. I would much rather see. It's this whole thing with like the Saved by the Bell reboot stuff. All right, it's like yes, I watched Saved by the Bell. I enjoyed it. I'm now a grown man. I don't know if I would enjoy it if I went back and watched it. As a matter of fact, I watched some of the college years recently, and I wanted to throw up. It was so bad. I can't believe that Men with Jobs put this on primetime television. But I think that certain things should just live where they live, and they don't need to be disturbed. Coming yeah. to America is fantastic. I don't need to see the same guys except 30 years older doing the same thing. That, to me, is that's not entertainment. Maybe I'll watch it, and I'll be mesmerized, and it'll be, oh, my God, what a fresh take. I can't believe how good this is. I highly doubt that will be the case. Yeah, well, I, I'm the same way, even with uh, a show that I, I really loved growing up, and I still had appreciation for as an adult, uh, that was the Animaniacs. Like I, I liked that cartoon. I remember watching it, and I would watch it. You know, as I got older, and I would go back and watch like stuff when they'd be on TV reruns, stuff like that. And they just put out the new series, I think, on Hulu. And I checked it out, and it was funny. I mean, I'm, like it was actually, I thought, pretty smart, pretty funny, pretty you know, cutting in some ways, like all all that stuff. But I just found myself going. Yeah, but it's just yeah, it's not the same. It's not it's not the thing I watched when I was a little kid. So there's there's nothing that's going to truly replace that for you when you watch some of these things. Like how old were you when you watched Coming to America? I assume you weren't like 25, well, I, right? You no, were I watched kid. it. When did it come out? 89. So I was nine yeah, when yeah, I watched it. Right. And I'm, I'm saying I had like, to sneak around to watch it because my parents wouldn't let me, but I still watched <laughs> sure. it. It was great. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like I think sometimes when you watch something as a kid, it's hard to. 30 years later see the same thing but know that it's not it's not quite the same deal that you're used to yes randy watson <laughs> that's right that's where that's, that's where that comes randy from. watson <laughs> Hattie Watney. Sammy watkins uh, same nfl energy. television contracts are expiring soon the deal on monday night football for espn expires in 2022 The deals for Fox and CBS and NBC expire in 2023. So they're talking about getting new packages together. They've been talking about this for a while. And I think the NFL was hoping to announce something Super Bowl week, but so far I don't think they're close enough to do that. There was some speculation that these packages might move around and maybe Monday Night Football goes someplace else and, you know, these... These games get mixed up a little bit. But according to the people who follow this stuff, they're not expecting wholesale changes. 
They said that they expect things to pretty much be status quo and that the CBS games will stay on, or CBS, the AFC games will stay on CBS. Fox is going to keep the NFC package, NBC keeping the Sunday night package, and ESPN is going to keep Monday night football. They say the only thing that probably will change is the Thursday night package. They're saying that instead of having a simulcast on NFL Network and then Fox or CBS, those will strictly be NFL Network and Amazon Prime. So, you know, who the hell knows? I know that NBC wants to, you know, raise the profile of the cock, of Peacock, so maybe they get in the streaming game as well on Thursday night, but it looks like things are going to pretty much be the same. Yeah, well, that's isn't it interesting, though, that with uh, at least with Thursday Night Football, we had assumed, and I think many people assumed, that that was being done for TV. Like, that television partners absolutely wanted that and were big into it, and that's the reason why they separated out a game for Thursday. It obviously provides some headaches for the NFL scheduling because now you have to provide both those teams with you know uh, the same schedule for the next week as well, so it does make it a little more challenging. Anyway, I just wonder if if there isn't as much interest on the TV side of things, is it worth keeping that? I guess maybe just to keep NFL Network in you know focus and make sure that cable providers don't drop. Well, I NFL think Amazon's Network. still going to give them a ton of money for those games. Well, right? that's that's fine. But if you said to Amazon, hey, you can have the rights to like you can have the streaming rights to some of these other games that are on during you know. Give them like a terrible Sunday game, you know, every week. But it's it's one that's you know, and it's equally distributed between CBS and Fox, so that one network isn't getting shafted on that over the other. I think they would be. I, I think you'd still be able to get a pretty penny out of that for Sunday games. So I'm, I'm just saying, I wonder why they're going to continue to keep Thursday around, unless it's just to keep NFL Network as that's the reason why you need to have NFL Network on your cable system. Because I'm sure plenty of people would probably have gotten rid of it by now, or at least plenty of cable systems might have rethought having it if it wasn't for having an NFL game on there. I think something that may change, I think we're going to get a better quality football game on Monday night. I know that Sunday night on NBC, they're they're paying premium dollars for pretty much the best game of the weekend every single week. But I think with Monday night football, they've already made some complaints, ESPN, that they're paying more than anybody else, but they're getting a dog game every single week. And here's the reason why they're paying more than everybody else. Because all of those shows that they air like NFL Live and stuff like that, they're paying for the rights to use the NFL name and logo on their other shows. I think they're going to go into these negotiations and say, hey, man, we want to keep Monday Night Football, but we're paying you more than all the other networks. They are paying more than Fox and CBS. Think about that for a second. That's, that's insane. Right. Me. Think about all the games that Fox and CBS has, and they're paying more than NBC, too, but at least that's a that's a one-game package. They're paying more money, half a billion dollars a year more for their package than Fox and CBS just so they can put NFL Live on the air. Yeah. I find it hard to believe they wouldn't go to bat for a better game on Monday night. I I know that, and I and I don't. I guess the only reason I could understand them paying more than the networks that run all the games on Sunday is that when you're running one game, you know that the focus 
of the entire country is on that one game. All the all the NFL fans, all the fantasy football people, yeah, they're all watching that one game. cares about that game. Well, right, yeah, but I'm saying, like, in theory, the idea of having exclusivity would give you that opportunity to get more eyeballs than just a random NFL game on Sunday where those are regionalized. And depending on if you have the package or not, you may not be able to see all those. But not paying, but paying more than Sunday night football, I do not get that. Like Sunday night football routinely has the better game than they do. That's, it's bizarre to me why the NFL would do that. Why they wouldn't work to get both of those, uh, properties the best games they could. I would, I would try and get myself a better game in this package. And I know I'm going to sound like I'm a hundred years old when I say this because for most of you in a certain age group, you're not going to understand this, but I, at least for me, and I'm 41 years old, and I assume that everybody my age and older still holds some affinity for broadcast television. I think they should put it back on ABC. I do. I think they should get themselves a better game and put it back on ABC, and I think you'll draw more eyeballs. I just don't know how many people does that matter to. I mean, you have so many people who have cut the cord like, and have, have streaming or something else. Like, I just... I don't. I don't think the broadcast thing matters. I, I would be surprised if it does to a lot of people. Like, oh, I'm going to watch this game. It's on ABC. I'm going to not watch the same game. It's on ESPN. I don't understand that. Maybe you're right, and and I could be very wrong on that. I just. I, I think, think it's I think, an age thing. I Teddy, you're with me, right? I mean, you you see something on Big Boy ABC, and it, you you give it more of a second glance. At least I do. Yeah, I mean, anything that's on the network television, you're just sort of programmed that that's something that's more important, and it's you know it's the channels that are usually easily easily found on your uh, cable guide as well. I watched yeah. Celebrity Wheel of Fortune last night because it was on ABC. <laughs> if I saw the same thing in the guide on one of the cable channels, I wouldn't have even stopped. But I stopped because it was on ABC, and I'm not saying that makes any sense. Okay, and I'm not saying anybody younger than me is going to think that makes any sense. But for a certain segment of the population, network television still matters a little bit. Well, this is why you and I are very different generations. Stop it. Yes. Let me hear it from you. Let's talk about rich people coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find slow traffic on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. Watch out for backups in that area. And more delays on I-70 downtown split eastbound between Livingston Avenue and the 71 East Split. You're going to find some slowdowns there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Home Depot. It's a good time to be a doer, and it's a good time to join the Home Depot. They're hiring. No home improvement experience? No problem. They'll teach you. Apply at homedepot.com slash careers or text jobs to 52270. Message and data rates apply. The Home Depot is an equal opportunity employer only an array with fan traffic murdering brain cells one show at a time back to man and bone attention fan listeners we have a new app our last app sucked so did the one before that let's hope the third time's a charm go to the app store whatever is on your on your uh, phone and search 97.1 The Fan, and you'll have easy access to all our live shows and podcasts. It's also compatible with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Download or update the new app now! Triple exclamation point. If you have your phone in front of you or you're in front of a computer screen, I want you to go to Google and I want you to type in Young Man Holding a Roundel. Okay? There is going to be a painting that pops up. I want you to look at this painting. Okay. Do you have it, T-Bone? 
yes, I'm getting to. Okay. Yeah. Young man holding a roundel. Tell me that doesn't look like young Jeff Samarja with his head screwed on backwards. And I will. T- <laughs> what am I? How did number one? Why does it look like his head is on backwards? Like, I don't know, but it's a masterpiece. I'll tell you that. It's a masterpiece when the guy looks like his head is doing an exorcist. Yes, I don't think it looks like his head is screwed on backwards. Okay. However, this painting that you're looking at by Sandro Botticelli mm-hmm. sold at Sotheby's in New York yesterday. Now, before I tell you how much it sold for, I want to I want to tell you if you missed yesterday's show, I told you that space tourism is real. Yeah. And next January, they're going to take their first trip up in space without astronauts. Well, there will be an astronaut obviously to guide the mission, but with three paying customers. Those three paying customers, one from the United States, one from Canada, one from Israel, all three of those guys are paying $55 million each to spend eight days at the International Space Station. All right? Someone yesterday at Sotheby's in New York, we don't know who it is, the bidder is anonymous, bought this painting, young man holding a roundel, Jeff Samarja with his head screwed on backwards, Yes, for $92.2 million. Oh, my. Yes. Oh, my. I, you know, again, I, I am not... I'm trying to I'm trying to be understanding of other people's passions. You know, Mike, where we have we have talked about various things with sports that we enjoy, right? Or or you know, people may look at uh someone sitting out in the cold to watch their team win a a big game and say what kind of ridiculous human would do that, you know? And they can't understand our passions, right? But I promise you, I really try to think of what other people like even if I don't and respect it. But for the life of me, I cannot understand why you would want to have something that hangs on your wall that is worth $92 million. Well, it, how about I mean, this for I, I understand the, too, by the way. The rareness of it, I get. But, man, it's just it's a piece of paper that someone has painted, a masterpiece, apparently. But still, it's just a paint. I can't fathom that. Here's the investment on this. So the, the, the owner of this, Selden Salo, um, I guess he just died, this real estate billionaire, and he's the one that owned the painting. So now all of his estate is going up for auction, and this is one of the items. Okay. He bought this painting in 1982, all right? So I just told you in 2021, it sold for $92.2 million. How much did he pay for it in 1982? Uh, I don't know, a million dollars? One million dollars is exactly right. Okay. 810 pounds or one million dollars today. Now, this is a lot of money for this painting, but it's not the most expensive painting ever sold. Do you know what the most expensive painting ever sold is? Uh, no, I don't, because I assume things like the Mona Lisa were not sold. No, well, they were at one point, but now they're but in, yeah, of course, a museum. Like, not like at any point recently where someone would have spent this type of money. No, so tell me who it was. Leonardo da Vinci's Salvador Mundi painting mm-hmm. sold back in 2017 for $450 million. Da Vinci? That guy? Da Vinci. $450 million? $450 million. Man. I I mean, again, I I, I can't understand spending that money on anything, but it is Leonardo da Vinci we are talking. Like, you know this left his hand, right? And so I guess. Well, you think so. Who the hell knows? Well, I was looking. I didn't. I don't know anything about uh, Sandro Botticelli or the portrait of a young man holding a roundel. 
painting. But I do see here that it, they believe it to have been painted around 1480. Yes. So, I mean, the age of the painting. Okay. So, I mean, we, we know from the rhyme that Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. So this... This would predate Columbus's voyage to the New well, World. Well, yes, I mean this is a this is a Renaissance painting, and I'm sure that a lot of the paintings from that era go for a lot of money. But you know, look, man, I'm not an art historian. I do have some pieces of art in my home, not nearly this amount. <laughs> right? Really? But you're still have a 92 million dollar painting on your wall? I'm sure. I think I think the painting is a little creepy, to be honest with you. It I, is. I, it, it is it a little creepy. Like his head is screwed on backwards to me. I think he could have done better. I will say, knowing that it was painted at a time where people thought if you sailed too far out to sea, you fell off the earth, that makes me think, all right, maybe we should give a little leeway to how the painting looks. But then again, we have people today who think that if you sail far enough, you also fall. Well, you run into the ice shelf. I guess you don't fall off the earth, but... Maybe things haven't changed. I was trying Kyrie. to give the benefit. Right, I was trying to give the benefit of the doubt to the people who painted this, or the the guy who painted this at the time. You know, it was probably groundbreaking for what it was. Now it just kind of looks like, yeah, it's fine. But because of how old it is, I guess that's part of it. Remember the uh, violin we were talking about that was worth. Now I don't even remember what it was worth, but the violin that came over here that had been passed down for hundreds of years. Oh yes, I do. I have to go look up who it was because I've forgotten all the like names associated with it. But at least with something like that, it's an instrument that can still be played. Like I, I don't know why I'm hung up on the functionality of things. But you're thinking of it the wrong way. It's not I know the functionality. I, am. I know it is. I know, but it's still I like some for of me. These real that's... estate shows the amount of money that some of these people have. Bone. I mean, we. Yeah. We look at a we look at athletes, right? And we look at a guy like Mike Trout and say Mike Trout signed a four hundred and fifty million dollar deal. That's for like fourteen years of work. That's one painting, right? <laughs> this is yeah, one right. painting sold four hundred fifty million dollars. I watch some of these real estate shows, and they're they're showing they're selling these like fifty million dollar places in New York City, and it's a spectacular place, right? But it's in New York City, so of course that's why it's priced how it is. Fifty million dollars, and the realtors saying, "Yeah, um, you know, Middle Eastern money." They bought this a couple years ago. It's one of the many properties they own. They've never been here. They Just think about that for a second. Think about having that type of money, $50 million. You, you buy a place in New York City four years go by that you've owned it, and you've never gone. You've I, never I, gone I, there. I don't understand. Why? Why do you? I mean, I, I guess you own it. Because they can. That's you why. Own it, you own it as an investment property maybe there's there's no investments when you have that much money it's crazy right yeah i don't that god that's so bizarre why do you buy places and not go to them wouldn't you just want to like go there for a week just to say all right we lived in it now we can move on and never come back here what is the point of having all the money and buying things and then not using them i that i that makes no sense to me I say that as I buy something else off of eBay that will inevitably end up in a shelf or in a closet well, that I will like years it's also later not go back 50 to. million dollars. <laughs> Come on. I know, I understand. Uh Degenerate T-Bone is up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. 
from the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find the ramp from I-70 westbound to southbound James Road that is still closed due to a disabled vehicle. It will remain closed for quite some time until further notice. Please avoid this area if you can and plan on some heavy backups over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Indeed.com. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed delivers quality candidates so you can focus on interviewing people with the right skills. Receive a $75 sponsored job credit when you upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinderer Motorsports here on The Fan. It is Tool of the Week Friday. You can send us Twitter tools at manandbone971. I know a lot of you have gotten in touch with me and you've said, I've just created a Twitter account just to send you messages. That's fine for me. If that's all you use Twitter for is for Would You Rather and Tool of the Week, mm-hmm. you're winning at life. That's right. I agree with that. Good call by you. Mm-hmm. And I think we should all get together and buy a painting of backwards head Jeff Samarja for $92 million. We'll all chip in, chip in some cash. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. I say let's go. Degenerate T-Bone. Hit it. Common man in T-Bones. Degenerate T-Bone. Degenerate T-Bone. T-Bone's picks for the weekend. Sponsored by Ohio Health. Bringing care closer to you with more hospitals and care sites in more places. Bone. All right, Mike, I'm going to give you a couple of uh, NBA games today because we don't do a ton of NBA, but we've got it here. Next week, of course, we will have the huge Super Bowl prop betting extravaganza on Degenerate T-Bone, so stay tuned for that. But this week, let's give you some NBA action you can check in on tonight. First, you've got the Mavs. Well, actually, this is later tonight, but Mavs at the Jazz. That's a 10 a or 10 p.m. start. Uh, the the Jazz are uh, four-point dogs or four-point favorites here. Rather, I don't know why I'm screwing this up. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Derek Favors. They didn't play the last time out for the Jazz, and they still beat the Mavs on Wednesday night. They play again tonight, so I'm not too worried about the four points there. Mike Conley, he's playing like an all-star right now for the Jazz. He had 17 points in the win, 116 to 104 on Wednesday night. Donovan Mitchell, one of the best players in the league. He's out again for the Jazz because he has had some issues with concussion protocol. Protocol. That's right. Uh, Meanwhile, the Mavs have lost three in a row. So you might be tempted and worried about this score. Mavs obviously have Luka Doncic, who can go off at any time. But I'm still going to lay the points here. The Jazz are playing great. The Mavs are playing terribly. I think it's an easy victory for the Jazz tonight, so I'm good with that. Then let's go to the Hawks taking on the Wizards. Atlanta, they recently lost to Milwaukee. They took Brooklyn Brooklyn to overtime before losing that game and defeated the Clippers this week. So they have had a rough stretch of games against some of the best teams in the league, but they're still playing really well, even though they are like a 500 team right now. Tonight they get to play the Wizards, who suck. They are 3-11. They have been bad all year. Uh, So... I am predicting that game is going to be a good victory for the Hawks. That is a plus six there that the Wizards are getting. I'm going to lay those six points and say the Hawks get this one done because they've been playing excellently. Cam Reddish, my guy, former Duke star, he came back from a sore Achilles, dumped in 24 points. I think he could be a a breakout player this year, Mike. Trey Young's got 28 in the last game out. But let me give you some Trey Young stats in case you are uh, not following along with the Hawks. He had 28 against Brooklyn. 38 against the Clippers, 
43 against Minnesota last week, 38 against Detroit. Those are his last four games out. So one of the bets you can do is Hawks to win and Trey Young plus 25 points in the game. That gets you like I think just a buck twenty-five for every dollar you bet. It's not like a huge bet, but that one seems like easy money to me. I'm laying the six points here. I do think the Hawks will win this game fairly easily, and I do think Trey Young will have another monster night. Because what's the that's record for the Wizards on the year? Three and eleven. Come oh, original, sorry. you gotta come original. Thank that's you. my new thing now. Three eleven. All right, mm-hmm. that's that's great. You and Timmy Hall both can enjoy that. Uh, and then finally for you, I'll give you one last one here. The Cavs taking on the Knicks, who have not been bad this year, but I'm not a believer. I don't think the Knicks are as good as advertised. And meanwhile, the Cavs have been playing a lot better of late. Knicks are actually favored one and a half points uh, in New York, 7.30 tip tonight. I'm going to go with the Cavs with the upset. Upset, it's a point and a half. But I'm going to say the Cavs win this game. They get it done. They've been playing well. Give me... And they, by the way, don't have like somebody that's going to be getting LeBron James all riled up. You know, they don't have a LeBron James on the Knicks, and also none of their stupid front office people are going to be clapping at him when he misses a shot in the third quarter to end up losing a game. So, no, I'll take the Cavs here on the road to get the upset, and I will, uh, of course, take the extra one and a half points to make that a little easier. But, yeah, you can go point spread. You can go straight up either way. Cavs are going to get in this game tonight. So, looking forward to that. Looking forward to watching some basketball this evening, Mike. Those are my picks. All right. Thank you, Bone. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to my guy, who is not listening, but he's my guy nonetheless, Mark Burley. We talked about the, the Baseball Hall of Fame earlier in the week. Nobody was elected. It was Mark Burley's first year on the ballot. He got 44 votes. That is 11%, so he'll stay on the ballot. Mark Burley is one of my favorite players of all time. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but I do want to pay him some tribute by giving you some numbers, all right? Okay, let's do it. Mark Burley, between 2000, the year 2000, and 2015, his entire playing career, okay, nobody pitched more innings in Major League Baseball than Mark Burley, Mm -hmm. and nobody won more games between the year 2000 and 2015 than Mark Burley. Now, Mark Burley is a model of consistency, pitched a perfect game, pitched a no-hitter, won a World Series, I still think the Hall of Fame is a place for greatness and not consistency, and Mark Burley was never great. He was consistently good for 15 years. His number is retired by the Chicago White Sox. He is in the White Sox Hall of Fame, and he's numero uno in my heart. He is not a Hall of Famer, but I did want to pay him tribute today. Well, that's good. You know what? And I do think I I have gotten sick and tired of all the baseball writers who will write these pieces. Like, I don't know, did you see Tom Verducci's video that he put out? Yeah, the douche. The video that he put out that was like, the weight of history as I sit down to think about my ballot. And it was like a four-minute long. No, but here's the thing, man. full of himself. Like you just said, Mark Burley is a tremendous player who had a really good career and has his number retired by his team and is not going to or likely not to get into the Hall of Fame, right? Okay, fine. No, he's not getting in. Okay, so what is wrong with having that career? You know what I mean? What is wrong with writing down on a Hall of Fame ballot, I'm going to vote for this guy, this guy, and not Mark Burley? 
There's nothing wrong with that. You didn't sentence Mark Burley to live in prison the rest of his life. You told him he's not going to get his bust put in Cooperstown. Lots of people have also been told the same thing or never even were asked. So I don't know why they act like some of this stuff is, oh, Jeff Kent. I need a moment. Like, you don't. You know. Jeff Kent's not a Hall of Famer. End of story. Move along. It's You You didn't. These are not death sentences you're sentencing people to. You're just telling them they're not going to be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know why they act like this is the hardest decision in the world. It's not. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You're going to find some slow traffic on I-70 westbound between Miller and the 71 East split. Plan on some backups over there. And more delays on 270 southbound between Main Street and I-70. You're going to find some slowdowns there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Rumkey Waste and Recycling. Out of a job? Why not get a career that is recession resistant? Rumkey Waste and Recycling is now hiring CDL drivers and helpers. Drivers receive a $5,000 sign-on bonus and helpers receive $2,000. No experience necessary? Apply now at rumkeycareers.com, EOE restrictions apply on the nra with fan traffic the radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car this is common man and t-bone tool of the week is coming up at 534 send in your twitter tools at man and bone 971 i just got a, a text from our buddy matt andrews who apparently is stumping for Mark Burley to be in the Hall of Fame. All right. Where he said, what does that say about you know that era? If the pit, the best pitcher from that era is not good enough for the Hall of Fame. And I say, he's not the best pitcher. He's the most consistent pitcher. There's a difference. Let me ask you a question. And this is open-ended. You can answer this. Anybody can answer this. I give You can assemble the starting rotation, okay? okay? And you can pick any starting pitcher between the year 2000 and 2015 when Mark Burley played. Is Mark Burley in your starting rotation? If the answer is yes, you're a liar. He's not. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, there's a lot of talented pitchers that probably had greater peaks than he did, but consistency and being a star or having the most dominant season are two different things, right? I mean, we can certainly point to players who have had moments where, or years even, where they were the best pitcher in baseball, but maybe they didn't have the consistency over a 10-year period, right, or a five-year period. But for two or three seasons, they were as good as anyone. So, yeah, I don't. I think your point is well taken there. Well, and what am I talking about here? I'm not talking about someone being a piece of crap. I'm talking about that someone having a fantastic career, someone that's made $100 million pitching in Major League Baseball, that is his number retired by the team that he played for, that's that's great, and he's one of my favorite players of all time. He's we just differ on what the Hall of Fame should be. The Hall of Fame is the Hall of Great, not the Hall of Consistent. That's why I wasn't a huge fan of a guy like Burt Blylevin getting in the Hall of Fame. Burt Blylevin built his career on being Mister Consistency. That's not what the Hall of Fame is. Mark Burley did a great job of having his arm not fall off for fifteen years and throwing two hundred innings a year. That's not a Hall of Famer. Well, I, I still, again, like I've said, as much as I under appreciate that if we really want to get into it, how great do you have to be to get into the Hall of Fame? That's a different discussion, though, isn't it? Like to say we have to set the standard to be a certain level because this is what you know we want it to be. You've got a different standard than a lot of other people do. Uh, Jason Stark has a different standard, that's by the right. way, than and a lot of other people That's why there's not do. a one-man voting committee. As much well, as I would love to decide everything in life, <laughs> I know it's not based on me. 
Yeah, but but I think that's that's the interesting part of it, though, is at some point there's going to be a cutoff for every person. The good news is none of this is bad. Like, if you don't get into the Hall of Fame, exactly. as much hand-wringing as there is, if you're even being considered for it, you are one of the most successful athletes to have ever played any sport ever if you're even in consideration for your sports Hall of Fame. So... I still think life has gone pretty well for you, and I still think life has worked out. Yes, you may feel like you deserve, or other fans of these players may feel like they deserve to be there. Hell, I was there for Mike Piazza when there was questions as to whether he would get in or not. I, I believed he was a Hall of Famer, and now he is, and he was finally you know, brought in. But that's a, if he hadn't been, that's not going to change me as a fan thinking of fondly of his time when he played for my Mets and how good he was. So that's okay if, if guys don't get into the Hall of Fame, but it is something that if we're going to debate it, there's got to be a standard and you got to make a decision. Your line in the sand is different even than, than Matt Andrews is. Right. So I, I, think, I think consistency is excellent for a day-to-day baseball team. If you're a fan of a guy, a long career, it's wonderful. And Mark Burley was certainly consistent. But like a guy like uh, Jason Kendall... Jason Kendall was a nice player, right? Sure. He had himself a fantastic career. Jason Kendall is, caught over 2,000 games in Major League Baseball. Jason Kendall is fifth all-time in games caught in Major League Baseball. A.J. Pruszynski, who was on the ballot this year for the first time, is top 10 all-time in games caught in Major League Baseball. Are those guys Hall of Famers? Or they just have really, really good careers, and they should be proud of themselves. Yeah, you know well, that's it's longevity. It's wonderful. They did a fantastic job. They're not the best of the best. Last thing I have on that is just I think some people look at well by that stat. Yes, he should be a Hall of Famer. Then let's let him in too. Like I think sometimes there are people who say, "Okay, that's what's fine. the harm? That's what's fine. the harm in having?" You know, thousands of people in the Hall of Fame, and I think everyone's going to be different on that, but. I'm with you that it, it, I think, shouldn't require much of an explanation when you go to the Hall of Fame and look at a player and go, wait, why is that guy in here? And then you find out, oh, he was fifth all time in, in games caught or whatever. Oh, okay. Well, that's, well, and that's we get- one stat, but I, it should instantly be like, ah, yes, I know why that guy's in the Hall of Fame. I remember this is a, yeah, that was a big deal when he did X, Y, whatever. Right. And we get sort of hung up on who's in the Hall of Fame, who's not in the Hall of Fame. But the truth is, if you go to the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, Mark Burley is there. Because Mark Burley pitched a complete game, no hitter. I don't know why I said complete game, because that's a foregone conclusion. He pitched a perfect game. Mark Burley is there. He is represented in Cooperstown. He's just not a Hall of Fame player. If you go to Cooperstown, there's so much more than just who's in the Hall. It's history of baseball. When you have an achievement like that, it's in the Hall of Fame. Well, unless you take your name off the ballot, and then I'm sure also Kurt Schilling went over there and said, give me back my damn bloody sock. I'm done. <laughs> Let me out of here. I don't want any part of this. DNA testing, Schilling. <laughs> See if it's real. Uh, rundown, let's do it, Ted. Common Man and T-Bones, the Rundown. The Rundown. Jackets beat the Panthers in a shootout last night. Four of their last five have now gone to overtime. Texier with a ridiculous goal last night. I mean, it was... Like street hockey stuff. They're in Chicago for the Blackhawks tonight. Patrick Line has arrived in Columbus. They sent the private jet to go get him in Canada. The paperwork cleared. He is here. He, of course, will not play in Chicago with the team tonight. He will not join them in Chicago on Sunday. 
But hopefully Tuesday he will be on the ice and ready to go for Jackets time. Yeah, much needed, uh, clearly, as far as even though this team was able to get the win last night, you got to see the scoring improve, and they've got to you know keep being consistently better at scoring the puck. So Patrick Laine would seem to be the answer to those prayers. We'll find out, though, if he's if that is enough to put the Jackets back to where we all want to see them as far as you know being able to score, having a better power play, all those things. But it's uh, it's a great addition to this team. We're going to see what what he looks like, hopefully, in the next few days. Baker Mayfield is, I guess, giving validity to his critics again. He's on social media today. He retweets a story from Dog Pound Daily. The headline of the story is, The Cleveland Browns need to think about Deshaun Watson. Baker Mayfield pinned it to his Twitter account and said, Some of y'all Browns are funny. Browns being in quotations. Look, man, you made a, you made a point last off season to say you were going to tune out all the noise, that you weren't going to get in pissing matches with the Colin Cowherds of the world. You were going to do your business. Follow your own advice, because reading fan sites, talking about Deshaun Watson, that's going to do nothing for you. Just do your work. There's a lot of quarterbacks out on the market right now. Focusing in on if you're better than this guy or that guy is not going to help you win games next year. Now, full disclosure... If I'm a Browns fan, I don't want Deshaun Watson. I like Deshaun Watson. Maybe guy for guy, if I'm creating a fantasy football team, yeah, I probably would take Deshaun Watson. But it's not like that. Not only do you disrupt what you currently have on your team with Baker Mayfield, you have to trade for a guy. That means giving up picks. That means paying the amount of money that's on Deshaun Watson's contract. And yes, I'm fully aware that if Baker continues on this path, you're going to have to pay him too. But he's in-house, and I don't know if you checked last year, he was good. He was good. Right. Yeah. Uh, Let me ask you this, Mike, by the same token. uh, Is Kevin Stefanski the best coach in the NFL right now? The answer is no. No, he's not. But if suddenly... Uh, a, a better coach came. Let's say Andy Reid. He just won a Super Bowl. He's got his team in another one. If Andy Reid said, I want to coach the Browns, do you think a lot of Browns fans would say, fine, fire Kevin Stefanski instantly? Or do you think maybe even then people would say, yeah, but he's our guy now and we kind of believe he's going to do good things too? I mean, maybe they would for Andy Reid, but there are a lot of coaches probably that have a better resume and that probably on paper are slightly better than Kevin Stefanski as well that you wouldn't fire them for. My point, you wouldn't fire him for. My point is, at, at what level is it just let's incrementally get better or let's go from like a nine and a half at quarterback to 10 or an eight and a half to a nine, whatever it is. Or maybe the better focus would be like the atrocious defense you have. How about, how about instead of focusing the energy as far as what the team should do on quarterback, focus it on the defense. And for Baker Mayfield, yeah, he didn't have to worry about any of that. Don't, don't pay attention to the fans on this. You need to, you know, go about your business. There are always going to be people speculating online about how the team could get better. Just focus on what you do. The front office isn't getting rid of you and hopefully they'll give you a better defense to work with next year. Today is a big day for the Super Bowl. If anybody tests positive from today onward, they're doing two virus tests a day, they're going to be ruled out for the game because there's no way they can clear protocol by the time the game starts. So two tests a day, T-Bone thinks it's a big conspiracy and they're not testing anybody. I mean, all I said was I thought it was suspicious that today was the day they were like, yep, it's the first ever elbow swab that we're doing for the COVID They didn't say elbow swab. They're doing the Chinese (laughs) buttocks swab. Mm. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. 
Hashtag one in sources. the butt hocks, one in the nose. Hopefully, uh, I just I just want to know did did you verify that personally? Were you the one who got the test so that you could see that? I'm going to verify that they're not doing elbow swabs. I will okay. verify that. All right, that's fine. Buttocks? I don't. I can't be sure. Mm. All right, I can well, hope though. <laughs> well, can't we all? That's a good point. We all hope. Uh, ben Roethlisberger says he's going to do whatever he can to help the Steelers with their large cap number. The cap number next year is forty one point two million dollars. The Steelers have previously said, yeah, we're going to have to do something about that cap number if Ben's going to come back. And Ben says, I want to do everything I can and made that very clear to them from the beginning that it was my idea to basically help the team however I can this year. He says, I'm pretty sure I want to go one more year because I think I can do it and give us a real chance at winning. And he says, I don't care about my pay at all this year. Okay. All right. Well, that'll be put to the test. It gets more and more ridiculous, doesn't it? Because if the Steelers really wanted to, and they really wanted to be jerks about this, they could say, oh, you'll do anything it takes, and you really don't care about your pay. Well, you know what would really help us out is not paying you $40 million this year, so let's pay you $5 million this year. Now, if he takes that kind of pay cut, then I'll say, good for him, man. That He actually is a man of his word on what he's saying. But if if the argument is like, well, okay, maybe we'll drop it down to like twenty million a year. I, I, come on, I mean, I, I'm I understand their record last year makes you think Ben Roethlisberger, yeah, pay him whatever. They were pretty great. But if you watch those games down the stretch, he was not the same. He did not play up to the level they needed him to. He was very turnover prone. And on top of all of that. You know, he is getting a year older, and the question marks remain about how healthy he can stay for a full year. I'm shocked that he stayed as healthy as he did this year, but it's it's not totally his fault. He did not look good the end of the season. Maybe one way they could also help him, if he is not going to take a $35 million haircut, is maybe they could work on getting him a better running game and helping him out with his offensive line, because right now those are two issues that they definitely need to address. Let's wrap it up, Teddy. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Big money coming in on Tampa. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find that southbound James Road. It is closed due to an ongoing cleanup from an earlier crash. Southbound traffic is being diverted onto westbound I-70, and it is causing some heavy backups over here. Please use extra caution as they work to get the situation cleaned up. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. Only an array with fan traffic. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Let me tell you about my friends at Universal Windows Direct. When only the best will do, call my guys and gals at Universal Windows Direct. They have quality windows, reliable, trusting installers. They are safely installing they have an undeniable reputation, and right now, buy one window, get one window free, plus zero payments, zero interest, for not one year, that's for suckers, two whole years. Give them a call now, 614-502-5220, or click, 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 universalwindowsdirect.com, tell them Mark Burley sent you. You know, I had a little fun exercise during the commercial break. I went, you know, the year 2000 to 2015. And I assembled my starting rotation of five pitchers. Yeah. Throughout that time. Here's my starting rotation. Right. CC Sabathia. Pretty good. Justin Verlander. Yeah. Felix Hernandez. 
Roy Halladay, RIP, mm-hmm. and Randy Johnson. All right. I left out, out of my starting rotation, they didn't make the cut. Tim Lincecum and Clayton Kershaw, and both of those guys won two Cy Youngs in that 15-year period, and I left them out. Yeah, those are uh, both pretty good choices there. I mean, you could have... I mean, you said, what what time period were we going from? 2000? 2000 to 2015. 15-year stretch. I mean, you could... could, Did you put Pedro in there? I mean, because... I didn't. Pedro was at the tail end. I think he won the Cy Young in 2000. I could have put him in there. Yeah. Um, Randy Johnson was still pitching. I, I did put I put Randy Johnson. Oh, you in did my, say Randy Johnson. Yeah. Okay, Randy what Johnson, and I I knew this, but I'd forgotten it. Right, Randy Johnson won four straight Cy Youngs. Think about that for a second. Four in a row Cy Youngs, best pitcher in the game, best pitcher in his league. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Did you, man? I'm now because I'm I just left thinking out of, Max Scherzer. I. Uh, left out, you know, your guy, R.A. Dickey. <laughs> no, not R.A. Dickey. R.A. Dickey won the Cy Young, baby. Okay, but... Um, well, I'm half yeah. kidding about R.A. Dickey. Yeah, but. okay, that's fine. What about uh, someone like uh, Nohan Johan Santana? Yes, I mean, great I mean, you pitcher. Put, you could have put him in... I, mean, I don't know Who if he's a top five. I got CC Justin I know, Verlander, I'm not bumping. Felix Hernandez, Roy Halladay, Randy Johnson. Who you bumping? Um, I'm not bumping any of those guys. Okay. What about what about Matty Bum Bum? Matty Bum Bum, very very good. Uh, our guy in his magical unicorn, Barry Zito, very good during that time period. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, no uh, no Zach Granke. Zach gonna... Granke won a Cy Young in there as well. Yeah. Very not, good. Again, we're not bumping any of those. You're right. I just I think that's where the Mark Burley thing is tough because I mean all those names I just gave you. Are you are you bumping any of those guys? The answer is no. No, probably no. No, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. By the way, there's nothing well, wrong this too. with his career. We're not there yet. It's still still a long way to go. And I know this isn't the time frame we're talking about, but like my guy Jacob Degrom, I mean, is is he all a famer? Because he's already put together a couple of Cy Young quality seasons. You know, I mean, I'm just saying. Like, he's not yet. He's Tim Lincecum no, right now. I he understand can, that. But he can be a Hall of Famer. Right. You see what I'm saying, though, is like, you. I would say he has ascended to a level that maybe like Mark Burley never reached in his career. But Mark Burley has a much longer career to look Correct. at. Correct. So, yeah. I mean, that's the debate we're kind of having here. But either way, yeah. Fun discussion. Uh, Super Bowl 55, the money is coming in in Las Vegas. And I saw this today. A better in Nevada has placed a $2.3 million bet on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers at plus 3.5 to profit $2 million at BetMGM. The bet was placed on a mobile phone. <laughs> How do they let you place a $2.3 wow. million dollar bet on a mobile phone? I didn't think I, that was possible. If, if, look, man, if they can verify that you've got the funds and it's all locked in there, and they can verify those funds hit the account. I I guess I would be shocked though. I'm with you. I would think they would. I would think most of these betting apps would have some limit to say we we're going to need a couple days to process that bet before we're going to approve that, just to make sure everything is on the up and up. But man, imagine if someone accidentally was like, no, no, no. I was. What did you say the number was? It was how many millions did they? Two point three million. By the for comparison, by the way, the biggest bet last year was only seven hundred and fifty grand. And this bet's two point three mil. 
Yeah, obviously COVID has not hit whoever this person is as no. far as like in the This is the same guy who bought fine. the painting for $92 million. <laughs> I what, still two point three. That's I bought a pack of gum well, for two point three. I know it's I know it's the game, right? I know that it's the competition of the whole thing. But if you've got the type of money to drop two and a half million dollars almost on a on one single game wager, you don't need to gamble, right? I mean, don't most people it's gamble? The I presume, of the hunt, baby. I know it's the thrill of the hunt, but we can go to the store and get chicken too. But there are people out there shooting things and eating it. It's the way it goes. Thrill the hunt. I hope they don't shoot their chickens. There's much easier ways to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean. Just out in the backyard, like, get over here. Boom. I'm like, no. That's, that buckshot destroyed the entire thing. <laughs> They're real stupid. You just lure them over with basically anything and grab them by the neck and all done. It's real simple. I've started teaching Samantha about Killing meat. chickens? Well, I've started, you know... Because, you know, we, we, you know, what's yogurt made of? Yogurt's made of milk. Milk comes oh, from cows. Sure, sure. Right? Stuff gotcha. like that. <laughs> Last night, she goes, What's chicken made out of? I said, It's made out of chicken. It is chicken. It is chicken. She goes, We don't eat chicken. I said, Yes, we do. When chicken, I didn't say we chop its head off. I said, When the chicken <laughs> dies, right. then we, we eat the chicken. And she goes, Do we do this for other animals? And I said, Yes. Mm. Yeah. You know, I said, what's one of your favorite foods? And she goes, ribs. And I said, do you know where ribs come from? No, they come from pigs. I'm eating pigs? Yes, you're eating pigs. And the look on her face was like when I told her that we pushed babies out of the vagina. Mm. It had that look. But then she went right back to eating her meat. And she's like, okay, I've come to terms with it. I've come to terms with this. Yeah, my oldest is, uh, when it comes to meat eating, she is very interesting in that regard because she loves bacon. She's all about the pig. She is all about beef. She will eat, she will have no problem eating a hamburger. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Loves chicken. Anything chicken we're good with. But the other day I made some fish and she goes, Dad, I, I really can't. It makes me sick to my stomach to even think of eating that. Fish, and I huh? said, and I said, "Well, you don't want to. You don't want to eat fish." And she goes, "No." She's like, "Is there a like vegetarian option where you eat all the other meat but fish?" And I said, "No, that's the opposite there's of a, being a vegetarian, <laughs> right?" There's <laughs> the pescatarian where all you eat is fish, right? Right. There's that where you just eat like vegetarian meal and then allow yourself fish. And she goes, "No, right. no, no. That's the last thing I would want. I want all the meat except fish." And I said, "Well." That's like that. That was me for a very long time because I wouldn't even, you know, I was not. We need a lot of seafood growing up, but I would eat all the other stuff. And then I eventually found, oh yes, fish. Yeah, but was also it an delicious. ethical thing or was it just a taste thing where you just didn't like fish? No, I just didn't. No, it wasn't ethical or anything. It was just taste thing. But no, she has a she has an ethical problem with like, oh, the poor fish. And I'm like, you you know those cows we drive by, like they're, you know, Peppa Pig is is your bacon that you're eating. Mm-hmm. She has no problem. She's like heartless bastard when it comes to that. She does not care. She will, yeah. Go right ahead and, and kill that sucker. Let's eat it. But fish, she's got a heart for fish, Mike. That's what I can tell you. Tool of the week is coming up next. Send us your Twitter tools at Man and Bone 971. The best Twitter tool this week. It's a $50 Lion's Den gift card. Lion's Den is celebrating 50 years, and we have you to thank. They're offering sales, gifts, and giveaways throughout 2021 as their way of saying thanks for being faithful for 50 years or maybe not being faithful. If you know what I mean. I I think I I hear what you're saying. Tool of the week is next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. 
Good evening. You'll find that James Road southbound at I-70 eastbound. There is an ongoing cleanup from an earlier crash. Southbound traffic is being diverted onto westbound I-70. Plan on some heavy backups over here. You might want to avoid this area if you can. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man and T-Bone's Tool of the Week. Sponsored by the Lion's Den. Send us your Twitter tools at manandbone971. The best one will get a $50 Lion's Den gift card. Bone, are you ready? Yes, I am. And I actually, I have a Tool of the Week submission if you want. Oh, give it to you. by all not, means. It's not from me. It's from one of the listeners. But he okay. tweeted us and the show. His name is Spencer. And he said, my guys, I've got burgers. (laughs) He said, man and bone are my tools of the week for always getting to the end of would you rather slash tool of the week and never having any idea who to pick. Mike, bone, who do you like? Bone, I don't have a list in front of me. Hashtag just write it down, which is not a hashtag, but thank you, Spencer, for that. It's a, he not, made it a hashtag. I am not going to write it down. I'm not going to hashtag just, just take write it, it down. That's fine. I'm just. I'm also just not going to write it down. Uh, Flute Warped says, my tool of the week is me for thinking Josh Anderson would be a big nothing in Montreal as he had another two-goal game last night. Oh, oh no. Eh. Eh. Uh, Sir Not says, tool of the week is Robin Hood. I guess what's good for the goose isn't good for the gander. Uh, Josh Wegman says, my guy. That's kind of the way the pickle sported this year. He says, my tool of the week is myself for being a lazy POS and not listening to you guys this week. Well, you, you missed a lot of stuff, Josh. I mean, we talked, right. we did a whole segment on anal swabbing yesterday and that you missed that wonderful conversation. You can catch it on common man and T-bone weekend, 10 a.m. tomorrow. I, uh, I feel like that was more of a public service that we were doing, Mike. We were just trying to help inform people of all the different ways you can be tested for COVID, which I think mm-hmm. is necessary and That's good. That's a real story. We didn't make that up. No, we, we didn't. We couldn't have. I don't think we're creative enough to come up with that, quite honestly. That was Wednesday, by the way, not yesterday. Uh, Owen okay. Peters 425 says, my guys. And I hope to see you out there. Says tool of the week coming from a Bengals fan is any Browns fan who wants to trade for Deshaun Watson. And again, this is kind of like the Mark Burley conversation. I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson sucks. I'm just saying, is it worth it to take a guy who is perhaps marginally better than your current guy, spend draft picks to get him, pay the money on his contract, and change everything around with how you're you're running your offense? Well, you won't have to change the entire offense. You know what I mean. Baker Mayfield has a certain pull on that locker room. Is it worth it? I don't think so. No, I don't either. I would uh, not. I would. I'm not in favor of that. Even though I'm really high on Deshaun Watson, and at the time I wanted to see Deshaun Watson wearing a Browns uniform when the draft came around. So yeah, I would have done that move, but not now. Um, what else? Our guy Vincent Mustachio says, "Tool of the week is whatever bum is currently in charge of the Jackets power play." If you still aren't able to effectively communicate to these guys how to keep the puck in the zone with a man advantage, then you should be working at the sit-go. Well, that's okay, because Line's here now. He's going to magically fix it. I, I hope he does. I hope he fixes everything. That would be really great if he does. 
Uh, Mitch Eastat sent us a, a photo for Tool of the Week. Okay. He took a picture of some guy's license plate, I guess. <laughs> oh. It just says, this guy, hashtag Tool of the Week, and the license plate says, too big for ya. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Vanity license plate for him. Okie dokie. We're getting a lot of Tool of the Weeks for the Robin Hood app. A lot of those are coming yeah. in. No, uh, a lot of tools. You, what? They wouldn't let you uh, rocket it to the moon, Mike. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't let you get the tendies, as the kids say. The, what's the tendies? <laughs> That's what all the uh, online Reddit people were talking about with <laughs> making the money. They, it was like uh, tenders, like chicken tenders. That's oh. their reward. It's like if <laughs> we tendies. make all this money off the stonks, we'll get the tendies, the meaning stonks. you'll get the profits. Stonks is what they call stocks. Look, you got to keep up with these savvy stonks. investors, oh, Mike. Stonks? Too hard to say? No, stonks. That's what you, stonks. you say. Stonks. That's what you say. You I tweet that out. Ten- it sounds like Ian Fitzsimmons is running Reddit. I would just want to point out for for trading the stocks. I want to be very clear. I am not making fun of any of that. Like these people got on a Reddit message board and almost brought our financial system to a grinding halt. That is some true power that they figured out and they, they beat some of the best in the game at it. Let them live. I'm just saying, I think that's hilarious that a meme almost took down our financial system. Maybe we need to reevaluate how we do things. (laughs) (laughs) Who should we give the prize to bone? I don't know. I didn't write anything down. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. Maybe I should have. Should we I give didn't. it to him? Yeah, let's give it to who, uh, who whoever that? that guy. Oh, I don't know. I didn't write it down, but I'll find him. Hang you on. You had it. Hang on. I got it. Uh, Spencer. Spencer. You win. Congratulations, Spencer. I'm talking about end times. I may start watching that show. Yeah? Maybe they know some stuff because I'm starting <laughs> to feel like it's end times. I have to buy some freeze-dried food from what's his? Who is that? What's his name? Oh, it's uh, Jim Baker. Yeah, That's right. Former, I think Jim Baker. Yeah. Well, whoever it's, it's Jim Baker now. That's it's awesome. one of them. Yeah, one of the crazies. But uh, look, all I know is growing up, like I was told a lot about the end times. Never once did they tell me about have it. Well, we had plague. Plague was a thing, but I mm-hmm. don't think plague we ever expected. A thing. Not was. I, yeah. Right. No. 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 I'm saying it, it. We were told about plague, but I think we thought of it differently i don't think we knew that half the population would be arguing about the existence of the plague and then i also don't think we expected that a video game store that's going out of business would also have a profound effect on the economy like these are the things in the end times that i did not learn about in the end times classes that i took well you know like the nostradamus defenders whenever somebody wants to point out that his prediction's not necessarily accurate they'll say well you know you're looking at it too literally. You have to put yourself in the mind of a guy like Nostradamus because, you know, if, if you're given a flash of something and it's 400 years into the future, how are you supposed to interpret that thing? So he was writing it down as best he could sure. for the, the knowledge that he had. Maybe if we go back and we actually look at the various plagues, we can attach like, oh, yes, locusts equal... Guys buying stonks to get their tenders. That's right. On the Reddit app. Hashtag to the moon. That's what they're... Because when they were writing the book, they didn't know what Reddit was. No, how would you? You Or the internet. 
Man, imagine, imagine, and I just, I'll leave it this way. Imagine trying to describe the last 30 days in American history to someone who was not alive during it. Like Mm -hmm. they, they went into a coma 10 years ago. They just woke up and they're like, what are all these stories? And you try, you try to explain the last month to those people. Good luck with that. Anybody that wakes up from a 10 year coma, I don't know how you're going to sort through all this. Uh, we have Jackets time tonight. Jackets in Chicago for the Blackhawks. Coverage starts 7.30. Puck drops shortly after 8. Catch all the action right here on The Fan. The Reichert Hyundai Fan Poll, 971thefan.com. How many points will the Jackets amass? I like the word amass, amass. in Chicago this weekend. Yeah. Amass. Get your tenders in Chicago. <laughs> uh, four, three, two, None slash one. What are you picking, Bone? I'm going with all four. I'm going four, two. The Blackhawks are not very good. The Jackets need to bank some points. Bank them against teams that aren't very good. So four points, and then that virtual crowd is going to be hot. Yeah, it's going to be smoking hot. For Patrick Laine. That's right. After the Jackets get themselves four big points. Are the Buckeyes playing this weekend? Probably. Is it Iowa? They're no, playing it's Michigan, Michigan State, State Sunday. Sunday. Michigan State got, Sunday. Yeah, they got drilled by Rutgers last night. Yeah, by 30 they lost points. by like right. 30. Yes. Oh, gosh. That was yeah. their first game in 20 days. Yeah, so of course they'll play the Buckeyes to like within three points just to make now, us all. going to take care nervous. of them. Take it to the bank. Let's hope so. I'm not saying that as a negative against the Buckeyes. I'm just saying, you know, Chris Holman was even talking about that today. He said, look, this Sparty team, they're not as bad as you think, which is him, you know, trying to make sure that his guys stay focused. But it would be very easy for the Buckeyes to come into that game and think, oh, yeah, we go out here, play our game, we're going to win easy. Can't do that against Michigan State. I don't care how bad they looked. Back page coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find the ramp from I-70 westbound to southbound James Road that is still closed due to a disabled vehicle. This ramp will remain closed until further notice. You're going to want to avoid this area in the meantime as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. You guys, man and bone, TGIF. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, right. uh, I have some audio that we didn't get around to playing today. If you'd like I to like hear audio. it, I like audio. I yeah. know you do. Uh, this is new Eagles coach Nick Sirianni. He met with the media for the first time today and talked about many things, including. You know, the quarterback position. Here's some audio for you. Play it, Teddy. Next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team, that we have a smart football team here. And I know we have the the people in place to do that. The first part of that, the first part of being smart is knowing what to do. We're gonna we're gonna know we're gonna have systems in place that are easier to learn. All right, complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Because when we can put that, because we, when we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. Less thinking equals talent take over, but we need to have systems in place and we will have systems in place to do so. Next. Look at this goober. I am more convinced now than ever that Urban Meyer will win a hundred games. He will win a hundred games. 
His first year in the league somehow. With the hires that the NFL has been making um, lately. See, we yeah. have to be smart, and once we get smart, we'll know what we're doing. Back to you. <laughs> you it know, reminds I am, me, Bone, have you ahead, ever Bone. seen uh have you ever seen the movie with Brendan Fraser where is it called Bedazzled? Yes, I, I, I secretly I know love of the Bedazzled. Movie. Is the, is that the one where he's like the having he's the basketball player? He's like, I think we're gonna be you know pretty good. I thought we'd play pretty good out there. You know, we just play a little bit harder and then we'll be pretty good. Like that's what Sirianni sounds like to me. Yeah, I I, I do think occasionally in life. It is not. I think it's bad that our society just seems to judge people on how good of a public speaker they are in certain roles, right? Like, if you are someone who is like a really great doctor, or I don't know, you're 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 super smart in some other way, but maybe you're just not a good public speaker. That shouldn't be the measure of how intelligent you are. But in the case of a football coach, one of the main parts of the job is communication to large groups of people, namely the guys on your team. You have to quickly and concisely communicate with them, inspire them, get them to play in a way that you hope that they can do. And you also have to deal with the media. How did this guy get in an interview and they were like, yep, that's the, mm -hmm, that's our guy. That's the winner. I don't understand it. And the, uh, the Houston Texans today went out of their way to tell us that Deshaun Watson is their quarterback and they're not trading him. So good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Goes. Can I say just how much fun it is when it's not my team to watch some other team have one of those dumpster fiery type moments? Like the new Texans head coach, whose name is David Cully, and you will not remember that come August. I'm almost convinced most of us won't remember that. But he said about Deshaun Watson, quote, he is a Houston Texan. I want him to be a Houston Texan. The reason I'm in this position today is because I know he's going to be a Houston Texan. So they're not just saying like, oh, we'd really like to re-sign him. They're saying like, well, that's that's why I came here to coach him is because I he's going to stay. Yeah, he's going to sign. Okay. No, I don't think he or not sign. He's not going to get traded. I don't think that's going to happen. Can I throw a quick tool of the week on that subject for two seconds? Absolutely. Do you guys ever get upset when you have the breaking news tab that is incorrectly used? ESPN.com did it yesterday, and I swear when I'm getting ready to do the updates, it appears in a manner which I thought Watson had been traded. You click on the story. All it is saying is that, yep, Deshaun Watson has asked, asked to be traded. He actually told them about three weeks ago. That was the report. <laughs> We've been living under this rule of thumb. Well, for I guess, two I guess and a half it's news anyway. because we just we learned about the ultimatum yesterday. But you're right; the the actual ultimatum was not breaking news. Yeah, that's uh, that's not surprising at all. And there's no there's no way this is going to go off the rails. Not at all. It's it's going to go smoothly. And, and just like you said, though, fine. it's not. We don't root for that team. So yeah, flame so on. Let's, let's enjoy. Let's just sit back and watch and see how it goes. What's coming up on the Buckeyes show tonight, Timmy? Coming up tonight, we didn't have much time to do it yesterday, so we'll get more into the Justin Fields versus Zach Wilson thing, the Ohio State and the BYU quarterback. And we got a big one coming up. I heard you guys talking about it back there. They do play Buckeye Hoops Sunday at 1 p.m. against a Michigan State team. You're right, Bone. They got smacked by 30 to Rutgers. you got to find a way to still be on edge because take Michigan State light lightly at your own peril. So we'll hear from the Holt man tonight. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on the fan. Back page, let's do it. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Oh, man. Uh, Brooks Kepka was playing today in the uh, the tournament out of Torrey Pines, the Farmers, Farmers Insurance Open. Yep, there you go. 
and uh, he hit his tee shot, and it landed near the cart path. Uh, they couldn't figure out exactly where it was. They looked around a little bit and noted, well, it actually landed inside a shoe. Oh. It landed in a shoe that was not occupied by a foot, obviously. Uh, it was the extra pair of shoes that a cameraman had on one of the golf carts that's around the course. I guess, you know, for standing all day, taking shots of golfers, you might need to change your shoes. They might get wet, whatever. So he had an extra pair of shoes. It apparently bounced and landed right in his shoes. Uh, fortunately, the rules of golf do allow you to take a penalty-free drop when the ball is in someone's shoes. But he, mm-hmm. he did make a special request that he did not want to reach into the uh, cameraman's <laughs> shoe and fish it out. Is that actually in the rule book? There is a shoe well, guideline? It will be Tim, now. Tim, no, you there. would know better, Tim. I'm guessing there's a rule that says if you just can't physically fit a golf club into the area where you would have to swing and hit the golf well, ball, then you can... You can take a drop, and it's not a penalty because it's not going to advance the ball or anything. No, Maybe there, that's what there, there will be specifications in the rule book that it's a man-made object. It has no business as a part of the golf course. And they will throw in situations in the rule book. They will say, like, this happened to Brooks Kepka in 2021 at the Farmers. You could take the ball out, no closer to the hole, play it as it lies. After yeah, the drive, right. that is. So there you go. So that's uh, that's another one that I guess is... I, you think you've seen everything on a golf course and then something like that happens. And I'm sure there's some old golf fan that will say, that's not the first time a ball's landed in someone's shoe, and they'll give you three examples of how it already had happened. But that's the first time I can recall ever hearing of it. Uh, and uh, this was cool. The uh, girl who gave the poem at the uh, inauguration, Amanda Gorman, who is the Youth Poet Laureate of the United States, uh, she had a couple of poetry books that had sat unpublished for a few years. I'm guessing that's not the case anymore, anymore, right? Yeah, Yeah. she has three of them that are now set to publish on September 21st. Uh, They are ordering a million copies each of these books, so uh, good for her. And you and I have our book of poetry coming out called Roses Are Red. Well, yours is called Roses Are Red. Mine is called Poo in a Box. So it's kind of a yin and yang situation there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buckeye Show's coming up next. Jackets time at 7.30. Common Man and T-Bone weekend tomorrow morning from 10 to noon. And we are back live here on Monday. Talk to you then. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find the ramp from I-70 westbound to southbound James Road. That ramp has cleared and reopened. All lanes are open in that area, and traffic is finally flowing there once more. This traffic report is sponsored by Allstate. If you're driving less, you could be saving more on car insurance. With pay-per-mile insurance from Allstate, pay for the miles you drive and save on the miles you don't. Call a local Allstate agent and get a quote now. Have a great weekend, guys. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 